0: Up,
1: everybody!
0: the whole the
2: the whole This is Dominic D'Angelo of SEScoops.com, but we are live right here in front of you. Uh, It is on RVD's channel. It is Rob Van Dam. It is one of a kind live, our first very episode that we're doing, a live streaming one. Rob, how you doing, brother?
3: I'm doing good, but is that true? Because we did that one with Scotty Riggs, and that was live.
2: That was, but that wasn't a technical episode, so technically this is our first episode that is live that we're recording. It, so. it
3: was, it was Why wasn't it an episode? Oh, because it was on a, reg- a, it was I, just a
2: regular it, stream that we did, so that was like a special.
3: Got you, special like connectors. Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> got you.
2: Yeah, Rob, how was your Thanksgiving and everything like that? We haven't connected since then, so how's, well, how's it all been?
3: It was, uh, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, me and Katie went to, um our girlfriend's family's house who's in town here. So we have uh, people close by now and family, so we don't have to uh, travel as much, although we still got to see everyone else too. But it was awesome though. Kind of traditional, like, which normally I'm not traditional. I'm like, just because Thanksgiving doesn't mean you have to stuff your stuff. (laughs) You're ready to puke, but, uh, but you can if you want. And uh, I ate, I ate well, and I'm very thankful for much this year, just like always.
2: Absolutely. Now, are you, do you have particular items you like for Thanksgiving? Do you like turkey? Are you? Turkey? I do like turkey.
3: Um, I prefer dark meat because it's more oh, okay. moisture. Not a big fan of the uh, cranberry. Um, uh, I'm not a big fan of the. Um, Stuffing, I think, because it has little. I don't know if it has onions in it. There's something yeah, in that the,
2: onion sometimes in there. Mm-hmm.
3: That's what turns me off from that. But sometimes that's even good too if it's cooked right. And um, I don't know. So you know, that's that's one of those things too. Uh, little by little, some of the things that I always didn't like, I, I, I learned to eat. I recently learned to eat uh, tomatoes, which I, you know, I couldn't do like my whole life for some reason. And um, what else? Um, m- m- mostly like vegetables was something I avoided as a kid, you know, like a lot of kids. But through throughout my adult kid years, too, <laughs> for most of it. Once in a while, I'll try like a mushroom and, and same thing with a pickle. And I'm wow. like, Ugh. oh, the other thing is black coffee. I used to have the same experience with black coffee. Every once in a while, I would try it. Cause I wanted to like it. Uh-huh. But I've always been like, no, the time isn't right. And um, now I actually do like black coffee. Scotty Riggs turned me on to this particular brand. That's got like twice the caffeine. It's really dark. Um, devil, something. Is oh, it? okay. Yeah. Do you
2: know devil. Do <laughs> you know what my coffee's called?
3: Uh-uh. No. Go
2: look it up. It's yeah. not Bones and Company, is it? They have like a whole oh, bunch it's of- right there in the,
3: in the coffee, um, cabinet oh right cool there point. right over there <laughs> yeah
2: i'm drinking black coffee right now no straight up
3: yeah it took me forever i wanted to like that you know just because i you know the, the idea of dumping in a bunch of you know sweeteners sugar whipped cream like all any of it take, taking away from and adding just unnecessary calories and sugars you know just i always liked the idea of it but i I like the taste of coffee more now than I did before, too. The smell of it, I love the aroma of a really okay. good, rich, dark coffee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can't. yeah that's what it's called, now. I got to know. Okay.
2: I got to know, too. Guys, if you're tuning in, welcome. Uh, get your chats in there. Feel free to use the super chat that, that we have. Hook it in there. But uh, use the hashtag AskRVD. I'll try to line up as questions much questions as we can. Uh
3: Death Wish.
2: Oh, oh, yes. I've heard of that before. I've heard of Death Wish coffee.
3: Yeah, so that, that I don't know that 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 turned me on to actually drinking black coffee now. So
2: yeah, you get more of a flavor. Some people are super picky. I'm pretty picky about coffee now too. I used to drink Folgers. Now I can't do that shit
3: anymore.
2: I had it, and I'm like, this is awful.
3: Wow. Yeah, I haven't learned to tell a big difference uh, between a, the different coffees and stuff yet. You know, like this one's a, a, a Arabic. This one is Italian roast. You know, starts timeless oh, roast. I don't know. Like when I looking at the box, um, I want the one that's got eighty four cups of dark. You know, okay. I don't know.
2: There you go. Okay, I had to ask too. Do you have a preference of pie too for Thanksgiving? Do you have? Do you like pie?
3: Um, I, I mean, yeah, sure. I like pie. I don't think I ate any. I can't imagine when the last time I had pie is.
2: But oh, okay. He didn't okay well, i guess it's
3: not part of my tradition but i mean i like it as much as the next person i love pumpkin pie yeah
2: mm.
3: i love pecan pie oh
2: pecan pie is good i yeah. like uh, i'm just apple pie Pear pie oh, oh, hey now <laughs> hey now jeez hey. <laughs> all right guys like i said yeah get your questions in Uh, we have some stuff lined up here going on.
3: Yeah, we're live, so it could be. We got live, and and, and maybe we can start doing this, right? You want to start on the regular? We can make episodes like this, basically, where it's just although if it turns out that no one's watching it anyway and there's any disadvantages to it because it's easier to not do it live, then, then maybe we'll still not do it. But I don't know, I mean, for me, it's all the same,
2: right? It can be experimental, we can see where it goes. We can do something like this once a month even if it, if we want to or something like that even. Or we can do it every week depending on how it goes. We can give it. We got about 40 people in here. So, guys, if you're seeing this, uh, like and share it. Uh, comment. That gets the algorithm going on YouTube and everything cooking. So, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Now, you're not a tradition guy rob but how do you and katie celebrate christmas or do you guys get ready for christmas in certain ways Anything well
3: this 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 year she put up a uh, christmas tree Ooh, yeah which um i've we've never done before because every time she brings it up i'm like Meh. you know if you really want to i mean it's not you know yeah for me it's it's about the kids and and stuff and i hate the cold and i hate the <laughs> the, the panic go broke, shopping to prove your love for each other vibe. But, um, you know, bah humbug. But overall, I like to see people happy and celebrate. And uh, Katie's got a, uh, a pink tree that uh, her and D set up. Ooh, look at that.
4: Yeah. We have and Hello
2: Kitty decorations. No way. Oh, that's nice. That's great. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's
4: fantastic.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, there we go. Nice. yeah well, so anyway uh yeah um we have uh uh we're we have a little just like with thanksgiving we're gonna be a little more a little more family like we have a uh um a situation where where there's extra love in the family and uh that's gonna make a difference and things like that this year hey but i got something i want to bring up which i never do last night there was a party at new Woo, which is a big marijuana dispensary here in las vegas it's mm-hmm. it's technically in north las vegas even though it's only a mile from downtown the nerd bar yeah. but um i've been going there for a long time they're the only ones in town that have a smoking lounge that's always been a problem here in vegas because you can buy cannabis anywhere you know on every corner but you can't smoke it anywhere the hotels don't want you smoking there except for the artemis but anyway um that's always been an issue they've been talking about licensing the lounges to allow smoking for the longest time planet 13 has had its smoking lounge just waiting you know for Three or four years now waiting for the uh uh the licenses and all this. Uh but anyway, New Woo is on Indian ground technically. So they've they've always had the um the smoking lounge has always been a cool part of going there. When we used to do uh which we did a little bit, the dispensary tour and the R V D bus.
0: Uh-huh.
3: I forget we did that. We did it three or four times. We get an uh, R V D bus? Well, yeah. So the my, my friend Johnny that runs the Nerd Bar bought a trolley, and 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 when I had the CBD products, and three or four of the we went to three or four of the stores that were clients of mine, uh, and people could buy a ticket and ride the tour bus with me and Katie. Um, Willie Mack was there. The yeah. uh, I can't remember who uh, all was there. We had some other wrestlers. Okay. Chris Bay was yeah. Um, awesome Kong. Oh, awesome
2: yeah
3: Yeah, whoever but um but it was it was fun and we would go to these stops and we would we would go to new where they have a dab bar and uh you can buy and smoke and chill and and everybody had a a really great time it was just one of those business ventures that um uh it 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 fell off the uh it fell off the list of things we were working on you know like we wrote a list of things we got to work on to fix the bus and then kind of forgot about it and never went back to it and now Thanks to Justin Sampas and uh, Jesse Daly, RVD CBD is no more. Anyway, last night NUWU hosted this this big party. My friend Patrick, that owns Edibles Magazine, had mm-hmm. had uh, invited me out there, and they added so much. It's like a compound. It's huge. The whole building. That used to be new Wu It's now just a small building on the lot and they have a much bigger building They have outside stations and it was just this really, really big event last night that a lot of people were at uh, that are in the industry that had fun because there's a big marijuana convention in town now called MJ biz. It's the biggest all year at the convention center. It's the Mr Olympia of of cannabis and so this was an after party and the reason I brought all that up, um, is because sometimes I get asked what's my favorite strain, and my favorite strain of all time ever was uh, one that is now extinct. Mm-hmm. It's called a tangerine, and um, I was introduced to it at uh, B Reels Studio from Cypress Hill. Oh, and I was yeah. there, there doing the podcast, and uh, and I and it first off the room smelled like somebody had sprayed air freshener. Really, that's how good it, the the smoke smelled. Orangey tangerine, and um, and then when I smoked it, it, it like it tasted like someone had crushed up vitamin C and sprinkled it in with the bag of cannabis. It was so flavorful, it was amazing. And, and as I've smoked it, they gave me the urban legend of tangerine. They said that it, it had been a popular strain out in California until it disappeared, and nobody saw any of it for. A twelve-year window, and then all of a sudden, allegedly, some uh, some kid found some seeds in the bottom of his closet at college, and then uh, uh, and then then came the rebirth of tangerine. And this is what I was told I was smoking at the time was the second generation that was going around of this amazing weed, and I couldn't stop bragging about it to everyone. Like, dude, if you try tangerine, it's like magic weed. It's fucking crazy. And then, boom, it disappeared again. And this was like back maybe 2000, I don't know, 15, uh, 2010 to 2015, a long, long time ago. Haven't seen it since. There's derivatives of it. They they, they, they have hybrids, you know, that's part tangy, part blueberry kush. No tangerine ever. Last night there was a station at the party where somebody was rolling doobies and just handing them out. You know what I mean? And, and I took a hit of this joint and I said, Holy fuck. That's amazing. I haven't, it's just like, like 20 years ago. I tasted that shit. What the fuck? It reminded me of tangerine. And then the people that were more my age, you know, were like, yes, tangerine. That was the shit. We started talking about it. And this weed, I don't know where it came from, but I'm going to show you, um, when people want to know what RVD's smoking on, when I go back to Nubu, I'm going to be looking for this shit, the juice. The juice. It tastes very, very, very much like that tangerine. It smells fucking phenomenal. And they have some weird curing process uh, that that's different. They were trying to explain it to me. It's called crypto curing. And so normally, you know, a- after you cut the... Um, after you cut your girls up and you have all the uh, the leaves um trimmed out you had or before you actually trim all all the leaves but you you hang it anyway to dry you hang the bud to dry that's part of the process of curing that this guy says they don't do somehow they have some kind of freeze liquid way that he says savers the juices that you lose from hanging them I don't know but RVD recommends the juice so That was uh, what my 15-minute spiel was about. And some people will care because I get asked a lot, what's my favorite strain, what I think about this weed and that weed. And uh, if you can find it, dude, I don't know how long the juice is going to be around. If it's going to disappear like tangerine, then I want to go and fucking stock up on it because it's very, very good.
2: How long can you – this is a novice question. How long can you hold on to weed and still be good?
3: Well, it, a lot of it depends on like how exposed it is to oxygen, how you have it stored. If you store it like in jars, you know, like uh, with the uh, mason jars and the lid on it, pretty tight, you know, then um, I don't know if it—I don't know if it'll ever go bad. But really, I mean, it's possible it could still dry out. But then they have things that you put in there to keep it from drying out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure eventually it would, but I don't—I don't know exactly where where the line is. I know that if it's stored. Correctly, um, then you know it can it can really uh, last like a, a long, long time. But I can't I don't know exactly.
2: I because I had no I, if I had to guess I'd be like is it even good for like I don't know six months that's what I would think <laughs> like that's how out of the loop I am with it.
3: So. Sometimes so you get a bag of weed and you leave it open overnight and you know, it's in a couple of days it already is a different kind of weed. It's too dry. It breaks up as soon as you look at it, you know, and it's not, doesn't have any of that fluffiness to it anymore. And so it can, you know, as far as that goes, that can happen pretty quick. Yeah. The, that's a lot of the quality. There's a, the contests that we're ju- that we're judging for the new, there's a, I'm always, or often part of these, um, cups, cannabis cup contests, whatever. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Man, the 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 voting criteria gets pretty um, pretty extensive because it's not just like, dude, yeah, that's my favorite weed. I mean, it's it's edibles, concentrates, flour, pre-rolls, pens, um, everything you can think of. But it's all it's the appearance of it. You you, it, it's the smell of it, the taste of it. Uh, the the feel, you know, before you even think about how how you react um, you know, to it compared to other ones. so there's a there's a lot to the presentation of it. and, and when you're really in that world, uh, that shit's important. You know, there's some sometimes you look at it, and it's just like, wow, like Katie looked at this. She' was like, "Wow, it's like so pretty. that's so it's so green. It almost looks like fake grass. and that's that's some of the shit that uh, makes it stand out.
2: How about that? I remember, too, I was in Philly. And my one buddy, I went over to my buddy's place, and he had stuff. And you might know what it is. It, it was called Green Crack of Weed or whatever. And like, it was pretty darn vibrant. Like, i never seen anything like that before. And obviously, I'm I'm a rookie with all this stuff. But um, I was pretty impressed by that, too. We had some of that. And that was <laughs> I had a good time on that
3: one. <laughs> yeah, that was a popular scene, uh for a while. I remember it. I liked it. All right, cool. Well, guys, yeah, we almost have
2: 100 people watching right now. So... Uh, Pretty damn awesome. Guys, uh, if you... I'm starring a lot of the questions that I do see, but if you definitely want to ask, use the super chat. We'll definitely get to your questions that way, too. Um, But I do have a couple of questions for Rob, starting off. Rob, it's been a wild week in wrestling. Um, Starting off, uh, the world got buzzing about CM Punk being back in WWE. He showed up at Survivor Series, closed out the show, and cut a promo. So... um, him going back to WWE and Triple H talked about this, too, uh, in the press conference afterwards. And obviously they had tension there before they left. Um, but he was like, hey, 10 years, people change. And this made me think about our podcast, too, is how you talk about how people change. Me, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: me, too. Triple H, Triple H said um, in, in, in what I read. He oh, OK. Yeah, said, hey, he said, if you're the same person you were 10 years ago, then you did something wrong because we're all growing and I thought, wow, man, that's cool to know that he gets it because I say that every day. And that's my 100% always true on perspective.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a, def, a definitely an, a great way to put it too, in a lot of ways. Because, yeah, if you're not changing, wow. then there's there's something up that you need. It's like you're not adapting and you're not growing as a person. So if that says it, and I can only imagine not only Triple H has grown, and he said he's grown, and he's like, and, uh, CM Punk has changed too, so it's like it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of pans out in a lot of
3: ways. Yeah, we all learn from every experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we learn what to do, we learn what not to do, we learn, you know, consequences and it helps us make uh, decisions in the in the, in the the future because of what we learned and um, I wouldn't be surprised if CM Punk was a lot easier to get along with, if he was a nice and, and humbled compared to before, you know, saying like uh, like he had an overly um, prevalent chip on his shoulder.
2: Yeah, you know? right. And like you, what you mentioned too before, being in that competitive mindset of like, yeah. give everything too. And not only that, back in 2014, he's trying to vie for the top spot and wanting to be main event in WrestleMania and challenging for the title and stuff and closing out WrestleMania specifically. And then he's having struggles. He's dealing with a lot of stress at the time and, like, just kind of exhausted and burn out. So, I mean, a lot of that factor comes into play when you're that and you still have an attitude and you still want to accomplish more, and plus you're exhausted. So it's like time heals all wounds, and hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll be some interesting stuff happening. In WCA, so. Yeah,
3: it's exciting. It's awesome that, um, that CM Punk is able to captivate the interest of the fans for so long, you know, he took like what a seven year break. Yeah. Almost 10. It's been almost 10 years. Well, seven
2: years from wrestling, but he's been uh, 10 years away nearly from WWE. So.
3: And then it's not like, I mean, before his break, he was still one of the new breed. Right. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
2: So it wasn't like
3: he had a 30 year follow following behind him took a break and then came back and picked up where he was, you know, he was still representative of like the the new age and for him to be able to keep people excited and tuned in and wanting him and uh, to keep t- being in demand like that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's really cool that he was able to do that on his own terms and, um, and that, and that's why he's back.
2: Right. Right. So well, yeah, definitely a big topic. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see how things go and how they build up to WrestleMania. Some rumors early starting on are that it could be him versus Steve Austin at one of the nights of WrestleMania. So uh, that's been the buzz going around lately. Um, interesting.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. And
2: it's kind of funny too because the last episode we recorded, you were talking about too. So people were asking, "Hey, do you think you should have been in the main event?" with Steve Austin at the time or won the title back in 2001 and you had a different perspective on it was like, I uh, I don't think it was necessarily at that point in time, because Steve was such a star and you, you kind of thought it more from a business standpoint at this point in time too, which I thought was kind of interesting. So,
3: Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? That's what I think of when you said it might be CM and Stone Cold. I don't, I don't think like a fan. I think like, wow, what a cool match to start picturing them like action figures playing with each other. I think about the draw. I think about, Like wow, is is CM Punk in that position where he could be like pushed? Like, are they? Is he gonna be like like the number one guy? Is that what? Like, like wow, like you know, this is this is information that I get from observing because I don't know and I don't know that my perspective is anywhere near the same as wwe's or the same as what is right for business or, or whatever so interesting is just really the the way to put it and uh, you know good for good for phil it sounds like a big money match
2: it does sounds like big time and it'll be interesting they have i wrote a little article where it's like they have so many simple trajectories that they could take towards WrestleMania where people like wanted to kind of get complicated and be like, Oh, what if the rock comes in? And it's always good to have speculation, but they can really have set themselves up for simple storytelling towards WrestleMania. And even if it's the outcome's predictable, it'll be interesting to see where the journey goes for some of these guys, like Cody Rhodes, whoever, you know, Randy Orton's back, who I want to talk to you about here too, in a second. But like, I think that WD is pretty well set up for WrestleMania already. So kind of neat, kind of neat to see. Mm. Um Yeah. So that's the other person who returned was Randy Orton. Uh, he came back at Survivor Series. He was already announced, and then he came, kind of tore the house down, got a huge pop, huge reaction. What's your relationship like with Randy, and how do you overall think of him as a worker?
3: Oh, he's he's great. He's uh, uh, he's definitely you know a top level, top echelon wrestler over like hell. The office definitely is behind him. I've known Randy since he was a little bratty pain in the ass. <laughs> Peeking over the stall while I'm in the crapper going, hee, he, he, he.
2: Oh, my God, I gotta hear that. <laughs> I bet you're like, all right, that's enough.
0: <laughs>
2: um,
3: I like Randy. You know, so, and, and I've helped him a, with a lot of things. You know, um, through, I wrestled him a lot, and and it, I was a little flattered to learn that he listened to me. Not just in the ring, but even like one time we were warm, warming up before uh, before a show, and I saw him doing these uh, lung expansion exercises. Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's great!" I said, "That's great." You 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 force air in, stretch your lungs out like a balloon, so that they're not tight and stressed out the first time when you're out there gasping for I said most people don't do that and and i said that's great and he said yeah i got it from you i was like oh (laughs) that makes makes sense
2: (laughs) i was gonna ask you too because we talked about you stretching and all that stuff beforehand did you have a lot of wrestlers coming up to you and seeking your advice when it comes to stretching and stuff like that or Not
3: so much advice. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Sometimes some wrestlers would say, "Hey, how do you stretch this this spot?" You know, whatever. Um, I remember Matt Seidel one time, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, how do you get the this the? Um, your, I think they call it your solar." flexors whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, and you know so I was like well you know are you comfortable doing this and then there's this one I showed a few and he's like yeah right there I got it and I was like no problem that happens often I would have wrestlers tell me like man I need to start stretching with you Rob you know I know you stretch every day huh and I, I gotta start doing this with you and sometimes a wrestler might even join me one or two days and then they would usually like not come back at all um for most people, a stretch is just a warm up. For me, it's a complete workout. Yeah, and that's why it's hard for me to get it in now when I'm not wrestling. When I'm wrestling every day, I gotta feel like I'm at my best to go out there and uh, and be the whole effing show. But like on days off, sometimes it's hard to get a whole extra workout in of of stretching with everything else that I got planned for the day. And and so I find you know that that's an unfortunate um, fact of my schedule. When I, when I do wrestle and I do my stretch routine before my match, I'm always thinking like, damn, I need to do this more often. So that, uh, cause I used to not know why everyone else didn't do it. You know, I'd be like, it feels so good to stretch, man. It's like, it's, I, it's amazing. And kind of like what other people feel, I guess, when they go to a, a masseuse, cause like there's, there's people that do massages at the arena. Like there's local volunteers mm-hmm. and I, I, that's one thing that I never do. One of the many things that makes me unique, I probably get a massage once every two or three years, you know. And um, and I don't enjoy it when I do, I can't wait for it to be over. You know, yeah. it's the whole thing. Someone's hands on me, it takes a long time, especially like if I'm doing it, it's because I got a pulled muscle in my back. I don't need I don't need this. <laughs> <or no. laughs> yeah. um, anyway, the whole experience, I can't wait for it to be over. And I and I feel like all of my peers are the opposite. Like every every wrestler that I know treats the uh their experience like they re, like they visited a brothel. You know, they'll be like, oh my god, did you try the masseuse? You didn't have her yet. Oh my god, bro, bro. She's right. amazing. Hey, there's Marty. I texted hey, you? his number, by the way. Oh, okay. Let me see. Hey, yeah. Marty Jannetty.
5: Bears, you ain't gonna believe
3: what happened
0: what happened i would let me take that
3: can you hear me yeah but can i have my producer call you and then you can tell everybody or are you calling to say no you can't do that because we're doing the show right now what, what
0: are
5: we doing savvy what's that holy oh, yeah, i can't hear shit because stupid headphone things <laughs>
3: let's do it you ready can my but i wanted to oh, yeah. you can you accept the you wanted it on instant messenger right uh yeah so there's a friend request because you got to be a friend does she say he, oh, he hung up <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: trying to get a mortgage on here right now
3: so. you want to just uh call him at that number i gave you
2: yeah did you text it to me
3: I did i did and uh so anyway but you know people be like oh my god you know that and i've never got a massage and, and felt like that ever so that's not something that's uh, normally for me why were we talking about massages i can't remember
2: yeah we were talking well with stretching because i was. Yeah. You were so everything.
3: i think that's my version like i do my own thing and then i feel really good afterwards you know yeah that's pretty funny cool now i don't know who that is i'm not gonna answer oh, okay <laughs> Oh, that's probably his producer. That yeah, might be his producer. Yo. Hey,
1: what's up, brother? Yeah, Marty's phone just fucking died. He's apologizing and screaming at the same time.
3: Okay, is there an email that my producer can send a, a yeah, link to? If you want, just send it to me. I'll get it there. You Just send it to wrestlingwithsavage at gmail.com. Okay, cool to him right now send it to him on his Facebook email. all right cool do you want him on do you want just him on there or can I come on there too yeah uh w- whatever dude we're yeah we're just we're just chatting it's yeah well, yeah it's okay all right um wrestling with savage at gmail.com wrestling
2: with savage at gmail.com
3: cool all right dude.
2: I will send him a link
3: that doesn't sound like something that's that we're exposing to the public it sounds like something you'd want to get out there to the public right right promote promote He's got his own shows, that savage dude that's representing uh, Marty. Oh, okay. So anyway, when I stretch all the time every day, it felt so fucking good afterwards. It was like a before and after change where I'm just like, whoa, I just feel like going, bam. And um, now that I don't do it as often, sometimes like it'll hurt. Or certain positions, it'll hurt. And now I get it. That's why... Other wrestlers didn't want to stretch all the time. Because oh. It's not as enjoyable when it's not enjoyable. Sometimes it's work and it's just like, oh my fucking shoulder hurts. And and then it's a total different experience then. So now I get it. Now you get it. Now you get it.
2: Man, yeah, that has to be if you're not doing it on the regular, it's definitely like challenging your body, I'm sure, in a lot of ways. Cause it is like I could only imagine how much of an like added Additional workout that is to to do. Yeah, I'm, sweating.
3: I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I do it for an hour. Yeah. For an hour, I'm sweating. I go. Th- I put every muscle through a bunch of different angles from different positions that I'm in, and it's like it's a mind-body connection exercise where I really feel like I I am one. You know, with my body like head to toe. Um, it, it's just great. It's a great feeling, and I discover like how my body feels in positions I might not have noticed like, Oh, okay. My, I guess I got a little bruise over there. I didn't know about if I wasn't fucking standing on my head with my, my knees up my ass, you know what I mean? Like, right. But it's uh, yeah. Big fan, big fan, but I used to want to have it on some kind of a platform so I could share my stretch with everybody. And I came to the conclusion now that it's com- concluded completely, but as of now, until something changes, I don't think that it's uh, transferable from up here to right here. Yeah, I right. <laughs> explain what I'm doing. There's so much with position and balance and breathing and and then twisting and leaning and fucking um, so much going on. And, and and even to explain it or talk is counterproductive. Right. So, it's
2: mo- mostly you got a hands-on experience kind of thing where it's like you got to be a part of it to kind of
3: yeah. But I'm always you know willing yeah. to help. When and, I came, in. did you want to sit in, in on this, baby? Yeah. 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 You, some, you said you might have some some questions for Katie. Yeah, I
2: got, I got questions for Katie oh. for sure. So, um, oh, oh. what's up, Katie?
3: And call Marty. Or, or no, you sent that to them or the yeah, lady? I,
2: I sent the email to the to uh, his manager
3: guy or whatever. So. This is my beautiful wife, Katie for Hi,
4: guys.
2: Yeah. Katie was a special guest a lot, on one of our earlier episodes, but we haven't really got to. To I set up an interview almost in certain ways, so
3: he's always my special guest. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: right. Well, Katie, some a little research I did on you beforehand is like you start off with wildcat wrestling, right? In Louisiana, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that experience a little bit.
4: So I joined wrestling school um, at Wildcats, and that was about nine years ago now. And um, I started because I'd met Luke Hawks, the owner of Wildcats, at the gym. And then um, he invited me to go with him to be an extra at WWE. And so I was a rosebud. And then when I went in front of the um, crowd, it was like I fell in love with the sport of wrestling from being a rosebud. Then I joined wrestling school oh okay yeah. so
2: you didn't grow up a fan or
4: anything or no i did not okay
2: no. okay did you play sports like in high school or anything to that effect
4: i did i did uh boxing and jujitsu, so i was already into fighting and yeah. i liked fighting just um like because too, like random people <laughs> when i was younger yeah. um so that already fit with things i liked and i um did fitness competitions. So when I like got the confidence to be able to like lift and and uh, learn the science behind bodybuilding, it kind of like made me feel, give me the confidence to know that I could be a pro wrestler too.
2: Yeah, yeah. What, um, now how did Rob kind of fall on your radar initially? Like when you, when you first got into the business <laughs> and stuff like that, how did he kind of catch your eye and everything like that? Cause you guys, you, you were a fan of his before you met him, right? Is that correct?
4: Yeah, I had seen him like a month before I got an ECW DVD, mm-hmm. and when I saw him, then I fell in love at first sight. And um, it was the promo of him doing his splits, and um,
3: another good reason to stretch.
4: Yeah, right? there you go, <laughs> he's doing the splits, and I just fell in love with him, and then um. Uh, even like asked my friend, like, who is that? Like, I was just so intrigued. I just felt the connection through the TV. And then we were at the same, um, convention, WrestleCon, like a few months after I'd watched the ECW DVD and then I saw him in there. So I told, um, my mentor, my wrestling mentor, like to introduce me cause they already knew each other through movies. And then when I hugged him, I just didn't want to let go. It just, the chemistry felt so natural and so good. And I wrote my number down and gave it to him. And we've been together since. And that was going on eight years ago.
2: How about that?
4: How
3: about that? I have that hanging. I have that on my wall, by the way, in my action figure room. I have the piece of paper with her phone number on it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah.
3: okay so cool. by the way, I'm just now seeing the uh, the comments in the in, in the chat room. Um,
2: oh yeah. yeah. So we, got, we got some paid super chats. Oh, happening here. So we'll get yeah. to these ones here.
3: I just um, want to say real quick. Uh, Jerry Baker says his older sister um, was a, a senior, or was a freshman. I was a senior. I don't. I don't know. I I only remember Tony Baker, who obviously was somebody different. But uh, maybe if I knew her name and uh, this question When's the last time you hung out with Sabu last night, he, yeah. was, he was, he was with me at new at the uh, this big uh, edibles party after wow. M- MJ biz after party.
4: Yeah. that was. Cool.
2: How about that? Well, we got some special guests here, guys. We'll get to your super chats here too, before we close on out on the show, but we got some special guests happening here. This is a, uh, Savage, the producer of Marty Gennetti's podcast. Am I correct on that?
1: Yes, sir. Hi. Hi, Katie. Hi, hi, hi Rob. Nice to meet you. Hi, hi, man nice to meet you, man. Marty's trying, to, Marty's trying to get in here right now.
2: I saw him in here, and now his screen is just a picture of himself. Matt,
1: uh, Marty's always going through GAT. I'm sure Rob's familiar with GAT. all right? He's always got issues. God's always fucking with him, messing with him. So his laptop's dying. His phone's dying all at the same oh, damn no. time. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, he's trying to fix it. But What I'm going to do in the meantime is... I will uh, share you guys uh, the intro for his show if you want to play it and just give everybody a kind of idea what it's about. You're more than welcome to, but thank you for having me on.
2: Sure. Um. Let's see. Do you... Oh, I, there's Marty right here. I see him in here.
0: There he is. Hey, Marty
3: Jannetty. We see you, dude. Wow. I can't hear it. <laughs> hey, that's his mom. Is that Marty's mom or Marty? Hey. Yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> is, that, is that Katie? Yeah. It's
5: me. Hey, girl,
3: what you doing,
5: crazy? Hey.
3: All right, everybody, the, the theme for tonight's show is chaos. It oh, is damn chaos. Perfect. Okay. Hey, right. We got people hey. On. Just have hey, check. on. Hey, Jake, what is that, Rob? That is a sticker. Yeah, I got to wear it.
5: Well, I, get, yeah, I can't. I got go mine, go mine ready. ready. I just can't smoke it yet. I got to go outside.
1: Now, nah, go ahead and smoke it. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to get beat up by my wife.
3: <laughs> Welcome. If you got them, yeah, dude. Uh, so we were having good conversation. I might be out the door now, just for the hell of it, because we're customers. Um, But hey, so uh, Dom, there's like people are like dropping money to make sure you ask their questions. So make yep. sure you ask the question.
2: Make sure okay. we don't skip those people, because yeah, we have, we'll we'll get to those. We'll take priority them. first for sure. So. Uh,
3: yeah. um, Boom, ooh, that's a good question. It might, might be stiff to start out with that. Where's the body, Marty? Ooh, hey, you're
5: not, not going to believe this, but I just got a date with Tony's uh, daughter.
3: Tony the Tiger? <laughs>
5: <laughs> right. Don't know. Uh, what's his name, is he?
1: Oh, that's tantalizing Tony. And uh, uh, basically, yeah, I I mean, Tony. when Marty first met him, he met his 19-year-old daughter. Yeah, I had to
5: back off that one.
1: And apparently, Tony has a 33 year old daughter that he is more than okay with Marty dating and maybe marrying.
5: Okay. And she, but she's okay with it too. That's that's the part that counts. All
0: right. <laughs> All right. Well, Marty,
3: I know you're the ladies' man because nine out of ten conversations. Uh, they... what, are you, what are you doing to your hair? I'm scratching.
5: Like <laughs> I know, <I'm>... but <laughs> turn hair oh, sideways. Dude. It's black. You, you painted it? Oh, it's not black, it's bro. Turn, turn sideways. Oh, okay, I see. Katie, did you do that? Mm. mm <laughs> Look here,
3: Sam. Uh, love birds, love birds. That's so nice to see. Oh. A girl, crazy, dude. Well, hey. Marty,
2: tell, tell us, your guys, about your show that you guys do. Hey, we
3: had questions for Katie, and then I interrupted. Were oh, we interrupted. Yeah. We hey, Katie, me?
2: how how okay. young?
5: How young is too young for a sixty-year-old? Um,
0: eighteen. Um, okay. okay.
5: A female. I mean if it's a guy, it's a different Too
3: age. young for what? Too young for what? Don't do that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think so above eighteen is okay. I'd like to do this to just hug and say hi.
0: Hey. I actually think all the
5: conversation because that would be the challenging
3: part, I think. For you know, because I am handicapped in the mental part. <laughs> Come on. No, I mean you you and an eighteen year old aren't gonna have a whole lot. She's uh, not eighteen. She's thirty three. <laughs> no, oh no, she don't know who
5: Aretha Franklin is. <laughs> who? how. a reference. Hey, how you doing,
3: brother? Good. Uh, how are you? Top, top, right hey. screen, Marty. Yeah, how many? Good. So you just started your podcast, Marty? We're on. Uh, hey, we're on show what twenty five or so. Usually say 29. this.
2: We're on up to twenty nine.
3: not? Yeah, you, you, you were telling me. I mean, I need all the
5: help you can give me. Uh, you was telling me some of the things to do. And you, one of the things you said, I, I'd already thought about it, but I really don't want to do it. But you said Fire Savage,
3: and I was thinking about oh. That's no. hey, hey, how bad you want it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want a strong following of uh, 67 people like we got, I got a couple of things I can give you. you. Can look
5: young. That, that's dope. That's double. Hey, I mean we have today, Savvy.
1: Uh, oh shit. When, what, what are we oh, ask him?
3: <laughs> hey, you're not on your show. You're on uh RVD. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: you're on the Rob Van Dam show. Yeah, we got over hundred people watching right now. What are the rules oh, here? Hey. On, uh, hey. You guys are on the premier streaming network? Uh,
3: well, this yeah. will
2: be on the premier streaming network, but this is our first live episode that we're technically doing. So is this on uh, YouTube? Is on YouTube, right? Live
3: on YouTube, and then we'll post it next week on YouTube, right?
2: Right. Then it'll be up officially again on YouTube at, on Monday at
1: 420.
3: So yeah, I, I, do, love I, I love that.
5: I love that. Awesome. Yeah, I, his, I, his
3: show,
1: we're on episode uh, nine right now. It's actually playing right now. It's live right now on the Party With Marty channel. It's
3: live Oh, shit. So we're working against ourselves. Wow,
1: hey,
5: hey, Rob. Hey. I love, I love that opening, man.
3: Um, <laughs> strong opening yeah. now open with the whole F and show. Yeah, I, hey,
1: hey. I, I queued up the video. If you want to play it, you're more than welcome to. Oh, you mm-hmm. have it on here? I, I threw it in your stream. <laughs> back on the bottom it should be in there. <laughs> be in there. <laughs> in there. <laughs> here. Damn. Is it that the, is the Savage thing
3: here? Yeah, I'm gonna. Hey, Tuesday, I'm gonna be on your show. There he is. There's my brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here. All right. Seeing this. this. Right now, you're watching the party with Marty. Yeah. I love the champagne, by the way. We're here to
1: party
0: with Marty!
1: Oh, that shit hurt, brother.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: hey,
5: Katie. Barber shop. Okay. I'll, I'll hear you in a minute. But I got to ask you something,
4: Katie.
5: Okay. And it's about, it's about um, Alicia Fox. Oh, yeah. You, do you know her? Do you know yeah. her?
0: Really.
2: <coughs> still so
1: this drops every Thursday night,
5: then? Is that Hypothetically, every Thursday at 10 o'clock. Okay. you pulling a Rick Rude shows. How
0: about that? When you th- throw a
5: th- curveball, th- you know, <laughs> you, you got the seams right here, and you twist try to replay yeah. Right, but but um, Katie, a
2: party with Marty.
5: Katie, yeah, stop being in love like that, Yo know, Man, y'all lovey dovey's. love it's it's sweet though. I, I uh, love that though. I love that though. I, I do too. I want to do that with um, what's her name? Uh, now I forgot Alicia her name. Fox. Asia. Asia. Oh yeah, I would like to. With one, one night, her. one
1: night it's Alicia Fox. The next <laughs> night it's Holly Berry. Tomorrow it's gonna no, be Hallie, Hallie Hallie's 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 Nikki Bella. Who knows?
5: How is your friend? Rob lives <laughs> up there, with it, or you used to, with the movie stars. I don't know why you moved. You went to Vegas? Be- Are y'all in Vegas right now?
3: Yeah. Yes. You moved as soon as we got here. You said <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's, not,
5: that's not how it happened.
3: And you still have your a Las Vegas phone number, bro. That's yeah, weird. I'm not losing that. Uh, so you guys, you're, you're like, in Henderson yeah. or where? No, nah, we're in Vegas, dude. I hate going to Henderson because it's like, it's like way out there, like twenty-five minutes away. Oh, it's not that far. It, it is outside the city though. Uh, yeah, that's that, I got that's, spoiled here. I got that's, spoiled that's, in, in LA, just to go anywhere takes like three hours. It, you know what I mean? And it, yeah, it's,
5: we're, we're, it's here, really,
3: I'm so spoiled if I gotta be in the car more than 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm a, tant-
5: yeah.
3: a tantrum.
5: Yeah. When you're,
3: were you right in Hollywood? You no, know, in the South Bay. Oh, yourself okay. Yeah, hey, I'm uh, what are the blue What does it mean in the comments when they're blue? I'm like, so, it's oh.
2: a paid, it's a paid. Oh, that's the ones I've starred, or the other <laughs> ones, too, are uh, the paid ones. So, if oh, so, paid, you, got, you,
3: got, you got a plan on going through those later I got then? A
2: plan on, going through,
3: yeah, or, the, yeah. All right. Oh, you got to get them. That's money, okay, okay. right? I don't want to, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, me.
5: you'll mess that
3: up. I do got something though that I did want to bring up. I wrote it down in, in, in my notes here because, um. It'll be cool to get Marty's uh, perspective on this, too. Something like I've heard this a few times, but then today I was watching YouTube and I saw uh, the Dutch Mantel on his uh, oh, podcast. And he was, and he it was
2: podcast, yeah.
3: I like, yeah, I like his podcast. And he was yeah. talking about um, Tully Blanchard. And I and uh, someone else some comments they made anyway about the younger guys never asked them for, for advice. Right. Tully told me that when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, I um, I, I stopped to talk to him. I, I respect the fuck out of his work. and I wanted to tell him I saw yeah. that it's one thing that stood out in my mind. Yeah where it's just so obvious, like me, he's committed to the mindset he's in a fight, anybody and everybody could be watching him. There's no time to stop and get ready for your next spot. I was telling him that, and he was telling me that as long as he's been there, nobody, none of the young guys of one time come up to him and ask them for any advice, ask them, uh, you know, how how he would do something or or anything. And
4: and, and I heard that
3: before, too. And who's the other one that said it, maybe the other old-timer? Um, it was Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson. I guess. Uh, same thing. Uh, yeah, Arn Anderson's a good brother, and I uh, heard that before. Like I heard that when I was there too. Maybe it might have been Terry Lynn. I don't know. I don't want to throw it in the bus, but somebody mentioned that that the young guys, <laughs> the young guys don't want it. You know, advice with, with uh, what's his name? They're scared of his beard.
5: Um, what's his don't
3: name? Tell what? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I mean, anyway, that thing like is turning down. You know, obviously, obviously, Marty, we, we know that the the business is way different now and that they, oh, yeah. they oh, obviously yeah. didn't get trained uh, the, the way that we did. And uh, um, but um, ha- having said that, um, it, it made sense to me kind of maybe it, to, that they that they think that they know what they're doing because it's a day where the marks think that yeah. they know how everything works because there's no kayfabe, you know, and so they, I mean, they yeah, would, there's way, yeah. I mean, yeah. but, what I but also what I got to say to the credit of the boys in AEW, when I was there, I did have some of them, pick my brain come oh, up to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's the other side of it. So you could, you can I
5: wish you, I wish you wouldn't have said that though. Cause Mizzy, he loves AEW. And now and now I look at
1: you. Totally. I do love AEW and Rob, by the way, phenomenal work so far on AEW. And anybody <clears> that doesn't come up to you for advice, it's it's their loss because honestly, to me, you're the Bruce Lee of professional wrestling.
3: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And,
0: and you said I it.
3: feel like some of those guys feel the same way and they've made they've made it known, so I so I can't say the same thing, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I've had them come up and say, Do you see anything that I could do better or whatever? And that's you know, it goes a long way. I always remember when somebody asked that, but to, does that mean that they they all grew up watching and respecting me, but not the generation above me, or yes, should we I not? I mean, that's a lot of assumption, but, I mean, that's one perspective to take. No, there's there's, mean, there's, there's gotta, big mm-hmm.
1: gaps in the wrestling fans from the generations, from the golden days to the Attitude Era to the, you know, uh, all the different stages. So different fans have different perspectives and different wrestlers have different perspectives.
5: Well, and and, and I'm glad you said it that way because Rob, and I I talked about it on our show that's showing right now. I talked about um, when I first met you, I I mean, I wouldn't, you know how we always talk about mark out, mark out. Let me fuck all that. When I met you, when I first saw you. You don't remember when you first met me, dude. Yeah, ACW. Or did I meet you before that? Yeah, you
3: did. Why didn't you tell me? I did. We talk about this all the time. You don't remember a match that we had in Aruba. We, we did not have a match, stop it. We packed it. <laughs> yeah. In Just, Aru- in Aruba? Yeah. Me and Marty against were there,
5: but we didn't have a match together.
3: Against Mongolian <laughs> Stomper, the dude yeah. that went off and did movies after a cop. Yeah. Out. Yes. Yeah, because
5: uh, what's your your, your buddy uh, Eddie Mansfield was.
3: Yes, sir. Right yes, yes, dude, we tagged. Yeah, That's
2: right. You got you. And, I remember you telling me that, Rob.
3: Yeah, I,
5: and the ring didn't show up the second or third. <laughs> that was, was like, that it.
3: was ninety five in ECW. For yeah, ninety six. So I didn't get to work. I didn't get h- hooked up
5: with you because that would have been like a yay.
3: Because I, I remembered Huh. You would remember it if you looked up with me. Why, yeah, I hurt me. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. But when you met me, you were marking out. Did you want to put me over?
5: Yeah, with ECW. The first time I actually met you was, or saw you, we didn't even really meet. But ECW, I had to work with Sam, man. You know, he beat you up with that fucking cane. God damn it. (laughs) But um, you you kept walking through, and you got that look. I mean, and and this was like 95. How many years ago was that? Almost
3: 30s. 95 was when we tag teamed in Aruba. Remember mm-hmm. that in Aruba? We tag teamed? Yeah. Yeah. It was but you, so, yeah. And, but so you went
5: walking through and you had to look. You got that look. You know, we got the hit factor, what we call the hit factor. You got that look. And I just said it on our show to, uh, earlier that we taped. I said, he wasn't being cocky. He was being confident. Swag. You were swagging like a
3: motherfucker. Did you he say that go. back then or you say it now? Say again. Did you, did you say that way back then, or did you say it now? Oh, well, that's what I was saying. I said it just now, but I
5: thought it back then. I saw you walking by, and like, look at him swagging his ass. But swag
3: <laughs> wasn't one <working laughs> yet. But, so, but I saw <laughs> that. like
4: I'm Swag, uh, maybe.
3: <laughs> that's hard, yeah, because I talk a lot about having that competitive state of mind, <laughs> perspective, and spirit. And, like, some of the guys <clears> that are really good heels – that come across cocky, like it, like it's hard for my ego. Like, like Kevin Nash, yeah, <laughs> he's just good at his job. Instead, it's easier to think like, man, he's got to be an asshole. Blames <laughs> 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 his own shit. Look at
5: him, man. <laughs> but but the difference with you is you you, you went through like just confident. You wouldn't you weren't, you were swagging, but it was a cool swag. It wasn't like this motherfucker. Like Kevin Nash thinks he's cool, I and mean, he even calls himself Big Daddy Cool. I love Kevin, um, me, but um, you said something one time um, that you can't, I think you said it on that tour bus in Germany. You
3: said you can't teach cool. Either you got it or you don't, you know, you can't teach cool. <laughs> all these pivotal moments in Marty's career where he got words of wisdom from RVD all over the planet. All yeah, over the place. Like
0: you
3: the do, you, do you remember? That's the
5: first time we actually really bonded. You were in the back of the bus, <coughs> y'all stop! Y'all long long have it, the back of the bus. You're gonna have a damn kid if y'all keep that up. But okay. uh, yeah, you called me into you call me back there, like, Marty. Come here because it was um, what's his name with lock Master Lock? It was uh, Chris, whatever. Chris. 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 Yes, uh, he was up front, but you were back there partying on the bus. <laughs> uh, when I say party, you know, you know taking a little party bit. with Marty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every but 30. you called me back, and and man, you said so much shit. I'm like. Like when you, I, I, I thought the world of you and ECW when you went walking through, but then I saw your match, and I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Not only did mm-hmm. you carry, not only did you swag through the place, but you carried through with your mat. You did that rolling thunder like uh, timing yeah. was <laughs> fucking great, and you did a super kick off the top rope. You jumped mm-hmm. off the top, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, goddamn, damn <laughs> that was the first time I'd seen you and met you. You know and you when you were swagging through and then you produced it in the ring, I'm like, Holy shit, this bro, <laughs> <brother>. <laughs> I talked
3: a lot of shit and I backed it up. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. cool, yeah,
0: I'm, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty
5: cool.
3: But but then we
5: didn't really say much, you know. Um, then Germany, you called me to the bus, you were like, Will you stop having children? Stop it.
3: And that's the same much because I had Fonzie speaking for me. <laughs> for daddy. We're gonna have him on uh next week, yeah, we got to get him next time.
0: Who Trick Daddy?
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. He lives in Miami, I think.
1: Well, I, I knew Rob Van Dam was the, the man after the first time I saw you wrestle Jerry Lynn, man. And uh, from that moment oh, on, I knew, exactly, yeah, yeah. I knew exactly what
3: and who you were in this business. Yes. Were, you know, that is I was thinking about that earlier. About there's So there's so many moments where it was just like a decision. Uh, to to do one thing or another that ended up just going down in history is like a great thing when it easily could have just been a different choice. And that was one of them I was thinking. Like with Jerry before the match, you know, when uh, Paul was like, you know, and said we were both like, ah, you know, eight minutes should be plenty with this guy, you know, don't give him much. <laughs> I was like, oh. There's, but there's a lot of other times like that, you know, where it was just organic for me. Um, and, and and something that I said or something that I did came Katie, out and boom. Let him breathe. Get get off him. Let him breathe.
1: <laughs> I don't blame her. I wouldn't let go of him either if I was in her position. Well, <laughs>
5: see, well, you don't need to tell people that. My, <laughs>
1: this guy's my childhood hero, bro.
5: Mine like, too. <laughs> when it wasn't even <laughs> childhood. Man, imagine getting my a hero brain. when you're like forty years old. You're like, I love this <laughs> brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, so. I'm going to be on your guys' show Tuesday. That will be will that be live or that'll be shown on a different day? We'll so record it. Yeah,
1: record it, and then it's going to be on Thursday, 10 p.m.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, brother, in the
5: right top corner, or yep. at least that's where. It's, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Your name?
2: I'm Dominic D'Angelo. Yeah, that's- oh, that's
5: you. Okay, I told yep. you. Remember, because I told oh, uh, I told uh, what's his name. I said they cussed me out. I said D'Angelo was telling me go suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know?
2: <laughs> Marty. I wanted to get your what's his name. <laughs> what's his name, Marty? What's your? Th- you keep tabs with like tag team wrestling and stuff like that. What's your overall thoughts on the how tag team wrestling is kind of executed nowadays? Now, yeah.
5: Well, it's so hard because I find myself watching the girls' matches more than the guys' matches, uh-huh. and not not because I'm old and perverted. You well. I mean, well it does pitch in but <laughs> but um and the girls are so damn good today man they're damn. very
2: good yeah
5: damn. um and and i can keep up with them the guys are like aj styles and them just like <clears throat> like what the fuck just
3: happened like, <laughs> they, they handle a typewriter in midair yeah yeah
5: but um Yeah, man. I mean, I I I love the product. You know, I'm always we. Me and Rob are always gonna love it, and and Katie we're gonna always love it, and and yeah. But it's different. (laughs) But you know what? As we was getting into business, the old schoolers like it ain't like it used to be. Now we're saying that shit now again. (laughs) <laughs> it ain't like it used to be. You know, I, I, I know. I've I've caught that parallel for a long time.
0: Yeah.
5: I mean it's it's what you were raised on. You know, whatever you were raised on, that's it. That's the way it is. You know
0: San
3: Hansen. Stan Hansen was the epitome of that attitude. For me, hey man,
5: that brother. The first time I went to Japan with him, he had that. Remember that cow barrel fucking thing? Really? In Japan, you can weld the shit out of them, you're not really? going to have to worry about the lawsuit. Right. And they, take, they take it as an honor, yeah. like wham! That bill bounced off the head, like oh, you saw, he got me, he got me. They, you
3: do yeah. that in America, <laughs> right? When uh, when Stan's music hits, they rush the door. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like, the bull, like the running of the bulls, they yeah. all rush up in the door. Then when he comes out swinging that big, thick fucking rope with a the cowbell, yeah. they all run and they trample it, each other. And if he catches them, like
5: wham, You don't care if yeah. it's
3: an uh, eight-year-old yeah. kid. They take it as an honor.
5: They're honored they got hit by him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's remember remember Tiger pretty Jet cool. scene? He had the sword. old Tiger Jet scene, he had that long head, And oh, he whack, whap, whap. Whelps, I got whelps watching him hit them. <laughs> but I, but you know what? I got to tell you Stan Hansen's story if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Stan Zan, they Remember Ted DiBiase? Well, of course we know Ted DiBiase. Right. Um, they they were buddies from mid South or something. They you know they had been together. Well, y'all stop making love, damn right. it! <laughs> <Yeah>. But um, <laughs> there's children on the way. But so you know in Japan. I, uh, let me talk respectful, you know, uh, for the lady, Miss Miss Katie. Um, in Japan, it's different than America. Like taking taking a girl back to the room, at least back then when I when I got there, it was like it's impossible almost to take a girl back to the room. And they call us gaijin. No, oh, no gaijin. That's because
3: that's because the dead weight is heavy after you've already slipped in the gimmick. Don't <laughs> say anything. Because I don't want you incriminating yourself on my show. I won't. I won't. I promise. I won't tell the part. That, the only
5: part I can get in trouble for, I, I will tell. That's the only part I'm going tell. <laughs> yeah, he's in trouble now. <coughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so, remember Tim Horner. Did you ever know Tim Horner? Oh, I know who he was. I've never seen him. <laughs> yeah. he, know. he was. He was popular over there because he pinned Roll Warrior Awk out of the blue. You know, that's when the rowers were just machines. In Japan, they were Godzilla. Everybody run from. <coughs> and Tim Horner, <coughs> we, me and him actually ended up, ended up hooking with a couple girls. <coughs> and DiBiase and uh, Stan Hansen said, <coughs> you can't go through the lobby. We'll get them to go through the back room. We'll go open the door, go up to the room. And you know, we had to sneak them in the damn room. <laughs> right? And, and they said, but... Open the window, let us watch. <laughs> 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 out, uh, stuff which which, which, which I didn't good. have a problem. Well, I'm like, all right, <laughs> shit. And, and my girl, Tim, had the room next to me. Uh, but they, they, it was the first floor, the uh, Tobu, Takanawa Tobu. where the hotel that we all stayed at um, <clears> they <throat> in Tokyo. And they probably still do. But they're they're out there. It was a it was the first floor. So all you do is get up on the ledge and and you like you're like a thief. You know you you're sidewinding down like until you get to the room. They ta- I forgot I forgot they wanted me to open the window. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm accidentally on top of her. You know doing what we do. And 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 what were we doing? Oh, <laughs> my hips kept moving. But they but they, they were like. Happening like this, like, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Oh shit!" And then I remembered, "Oh yeah, I got to open the curtain for him." So I told her, "I said, hold on a second And I was, okay oh, I
3: don't want you to hear this. Hold your, hold your ears."
4: Okay. Well, I'll take a break anyway. All I need you. to brush my eyelashes.
3: Okay. YouTube Chris is gonna start editing these. He'll have fun. We <laughs> got fun with this one. But but when 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 that, for me when
5: you know when I've been drinking. If it's all the way hard oh, this is horrible there's people listening
3: pg-13 y'all okay but you have yeah, a strong the song, audience a strong following of 67 people <laughs> <We got it. laughs> yeah <we're>, our 67 <laughs> number we
2: we passed that we passed
3: that. <laughs>
5: so so uh you know once i excuse me y'all 67 when they get a hard-on when I'm drinking, you better keep it, because if it goes back down, oh man, it might take forever to get it up again. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to keep it up, and I'm hearing that tap. How? you trying to keep it up? With a prop, yeah. hold it. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and I'm, I'm hearing that tap in the window. I'm like, oh fuck, you know, let me get up. <laughs> that, that's when I actually worried about it. Like, oh man, it might go down. But I went over and opened. I had to be discreet about it, you know, because, you know, her, we didn't want her to know what was going on. i go crack the curtain. The fresh air. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, crack the curtain a little bit. And i walk off and they're tapping, like, open the window. We can't hear them. Oh, God damn. So, <laughs> okay. I was going to open the window. And they're on the ledge like this. It's not uh-huh. right. They're standing on the ledge. The first four ledge wasn't that high off the ground. Um, but the, the thing opened outward, and I didn't know that. I'm fucking with the window, and finally I picked and it pushed outwards. Stan Hansen falls like six feet down to a bush, <laughs> and Ted like fell off to the side. And I hear Stan Hansen goes, guy, he called me Jaretti. God damn it, you ready? I think you broke my back. He's in the bush. He's upside down in the bush. Looked like a damn roly-poly trying to get over to his front. <laughs> damn, what
2: a sight!
3: Nice. <laughs> that is actually not the Stan Hansen that I know. <laughs>
0: no, <I>, Stan <laughs> was cool,
3: me, man. Stan, with that goddamn bell, though,
5: and, and Tiger just seen. Man, Tiger would wear you at. Ding, ding, ding. He would beat the shit out of him over there.
3: Holy. I do know that oh. Stan missed the days of hanging out with Ted, so I, I get that was his brother, and that that was his boys, Ted DiBiase. And, uh, what did, what did you just do, Rob? You broke something. I heard it. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. checking on my dog. No, your dog broke it?
1: <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> that's, I, yeah, that's an awesome dog.
1: Oh,
3: that's that's awesome. a Boston Terrier. What is that? A, she's a um, Boston Terrier, and uh, she's She's sick and she's already gotten uh she's already passed her life expectancy because we picked that her up in the emergency an room. Room. Okay. We'll She's she
0: 14. She wasn't
3: eating, she's was throwing everything up and uh had to take an emergency room while Katie was in Australia and she was what there. What were we pre- doing there, girl? I was and, wrestling. And we were gonna uh anyway, when we took her off the life support there, they said oh, not boy. you know maybe like a couple days or something to expect it and and uh, now she's doing better than ever, and mm-hmm. she eats, and she's not even throwing up much. Once Katie yes. got home, she turned around. Fucking amazing. But yeah. at the same time, she's got, uh, I, I guess, she's got, like, cancer in her stomach. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. It's a Tell beautiful dog,
1: man.
0: Thank you. It's almost funny.
5: Hey, I got I to gotta ask both y'all. Y'all two love birds right there. I'm going to take a guess. Are y'all doing exercise? Really? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You know, because when you do ecstasy, you're all about mm, "I love you."
3: Oh, that's that's <laughs> how it is in the uh, Van Damme House of Love. <laughs> that's why I can't have other dudes over here. digging <laughs> it.
2: Hey, let's do do one of these super chats here.
3: Cool. Uh, okay. RT
2: machine, and we can get your perspective on it too, Marty and Katie too. Okay. Which arena has the yeah, best locker player. room? RT machine asks which arena has the best locker room. Rob, you hated. You didn't like. You weren't a fan. Mm-hmm of MSG, but what's a locker room that you didn't
5: like? Yeah, you didn't know, like MSG, Rob? No, there was no fucking room in the dressing room. Dude. Oh, yeah, that, the, and Warrior would take one whole fucking room to itself. So, I mean, if you were around during that, you fucked, the rest of those had to cram in a fucking room.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what might be the best. You know, there's uh, – because, you know, sometimes you score – and there's a sweet, really big uh, fucking locker room. And yeah. there's um, uh, a gym sometimes there. Oh, you can work yeah. out and shit. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. What time there was even a tanning bed at the fucking arena in the yeah. dressing room. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm is it? Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think one thing that I think of is the uh, I used to like this is back in the day standards with David, but it stands out in Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. I think the building was called CYO Community Youth. How do you remember that? Yeah, I <laughs> might have it wrong, but it was <laughs> <laughs> but any close uh, up, bro. <laughs> where we would dress in this uh, in these W days, we would yeah. dress on the bleachers um, in the, uh, the swimming pool area. So the whole swimming pool room was ours. And, and I, I don't know why, but I used to have fun doing the, just dressing. And, you know, yeah. we could jump in the pool if we wanted and whatever. Fucking, uh, that was the first time I remember taking um I think it was an Oxy. Pibble Anthony gave me one time, and I was just oh. running laps, <laughs> running laps, running up and down the stairs, the bleachers. Yeah, oh, Superman, what is this?
5: Yeah, yeah that the Oxy's are, you that was the shit <laughs> when you could get the real shit. Well, so was, so was the you? MDF. Yes, sir. Did you, so have a, fa-
2: do you have a favorite locker room? Is it a locker room that stood out to you that you liked? Uh,
5: I, my favorite one was, in, it's going to sound like shit, but it was in Topeka, Kansas. And the reason being, uh, okay, you close your ears. Okay. <laughs> it, we called it the blowjob room because you would go upstairs. It was right you know the dressing rooms are right there, but the 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 fans like they could go. You had to you know, like tell the, the security, yeah, it, bring it, bring it, let her come over. We had one called Topika uh, Patty. She would blow everybody. She didn't even care. She's like blowing people. But um, but it was just so easy.
3: It I might like want that. to my answer. I might want to change my answer. <laughs> <want> No, there was there was another place. This is in uh, New New Britain, Connecticut, uh, and oh, I remember that ACW as well. And uh, we we dressed. It, just, it wasn't nice. Matter of fact, it was so dark, so dark you could lose your shit. You know, not even know it while you're trying to get dressed. But we would dress upstairs, and this place um, was a strip club. So there was a Damn. there was a wall there was a wall that separated the the strippers. And then from the, the, uh, the, yeah. the venue, but when you yeah. go upstairs, you would cross over that barrier. And so like where we were dressing, there's a half wall and you look over it uh, and you're looking right on the stage. So that was pretty you cool. Yeah, Did you yeah. see it right, yeah, okay. Did you, were you there at that place? No, I didn't, that, man, that would have
5: been my favorite. <laughs> the, funny
3: part, the funny part is that um, when you would get a private dance, they would take you upstairs. And their right. seats were, like, right next to our seats. So when we would get over overfilled with wrestlers, we would yeah. be sitting in their chairs and stuff, and they'd be coming up, like, oh, excuse me, you know, a girl holding a, a customer's hand, you know, like, oh, we need that chair. Like, hold on, man, I'm just – we're yeah. not, you know, they're hey, hey. getting a private dance, and he's got four wrestlers just standing there, like. What? <laughs> and and you remember, remember we could get our draw. I think
5: back then it was up to two hundred a night. You get a two hundred dollar draw. That place right there, the two hundred. <laughs> you give me two, <laughs> just give me two, and it's gone. <laughs>
3: that's, uh, dude, that's one thing another thing that I, I'm probably on the very few, you know, minority, small percentage. I, I never was a draw guy and I never understood the sense of it because. Oh, I can tell you was, why, but go ahead. I'll tell you Sabu, why. You, you probably have the philosophy of Sabu, did, you know, but he would say, get it because you never know if you're going to get paid and at least you got that. So you put that you never, in. That would not it, but go ahead. Go ahead. Because yeah, for me, it was like, you know, if I, all the other guys would get all these draws, then when it comes time to get paid, they would have either nothing. Yeah, they got nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to say because uh, your wife got the check. No, you no, never want.
5: No, because we got per diems. Like each night, if you took the per diem, that's given. You know, so, you know, tax write-off, 160 or whatever it was. I always got 200 because I, I went cheap, bro. On the road, I'd get the damn nights in. You're in the place with the purple... Fucking curtains, nights in, you know, like $20, $15. Yeah, I, say, I remember
3: I remember a hotel for seven one of those for $17.99 in Atlanta. Yeah. And <laughs> you split it and you split <laughs> it with somebody.
5: <laughs> and, and so all that money that would put that aside when I got home, that was my drug money or my party money. I should say my drug money. <laughs> party that party. Was, yeah, that was my party money because taxes paid for that. 'Cause you get you get a minimum of per diem, it don't even matter. They say, okay, you get forty a night for a hotel, you get $25, twenty, five, thirty, whatever it was for a car. We yeah. go underneath that and of course split it. Like me and Sean would split it. Or when we rode with the rujo's four way and we tried to fuck them and make them pay for it. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. No, we didn't do that. Well, Sean did.
1: <laughs> but that's tax free money. Question. Rob, I got to ask you a question. What's the biggest rib you played on somebody? He's not a rib guy.
3: Yeah, I'm not a rib guy. Something that came to my mind really quick. I think I told this story on here one time. Um, We were with the AWR, the trip from Ireland, and Gangrel had a uh, kind of a casket match, right? And um, on the trip, we had acquired a passenger that we picked up at a truck stop. And it was it was a blow-up sex doll that like I found it under the glass and I was like, Oh my god, look at this. And then Sabu was like, Let's get it, and for whatever reason, Sabu thought it was funny enough to buy it, and she made the Twitter <laughs> got abused a lot, um, like every night. And one night, um, I had this idea that we should put her in the fucking casket right before we moved it out there. And and we did, we did, and we got it in. Um, and, and we're we're watching because um, his match is coming up, and we're and we're like um, you know we're we're like okay if everything goes good we we had a camera and stuff, and uh, his match was coming up, and, and they got the they got the coffin ready to, to, to go out. I was thinking too bad we didn't have helium, so when he opens <laughs> it up, she comes out you know floating up. <laughs> uh, uh, he, Sabu's wife at the time, uh, he told me the Japanese one, she came over and she picked the, the coffin up and took a picture and got us busted you by doing it.
5: Shit.
3: that, and then uh, Ann, who was the manager, saw that, came over and opened it up, and she was pissed, and they took okay. it out, and it was like, oh, that would have been so funny. <laughs> I already <laughs> cried laughing about just thinking it was going to happen, so I guess that almost as <laughs> good.
5: Hey Rob, I don't know if you got uh much experience with uh Dustin, Dustin Rose, not Dusty, Dustin Rose, you know you know Dustin. Gold but with me it was gold dust. I had to get that guy's damn gimmick over. I'm sorry about my language. I had to get gold dustin' over. Gold dust. We called it gold I dusting. A- oh my god, it was the worst, man. He didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to tell him. But he said, Marty, know? Marty,
2: get it over. <laughs> okay,
5: fuck. You but have- him and I were good I friends.
2: Get the say gimmick again. over Goldust. Help him get the the act over of Goldust. You mean? Oh,
5: say again. I'm sorry. Say again. What mean- do you got to get over? Did
2: I'm you mean sorry. to get the act over? Gold mom?
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get Goldust over. But yeah. they didn't know what character. Like, what is he supposed to be? Is he a statue? Okay. Is He's he not- gay? He he did do. The- you know, the whole gay thing, like a, a, a statue from Hollywood, you know, Emmy Awards. I heard you gave him a hand job. Uh, it was by accident, I, had, I woke up and he had already done it, he'd already put his dick in my hand. But, um, so, sorry, Katie, you shouldn't have heard that. But, um, but, but it was, it was the thing, man. But, like, you was talking about the uh, blow up doll. Doug, Dustin, I don't know your experience with him, Rob, but he's fun. He's a party. He's a crazy fuck, you know. He's you know, like us, he likes to play. He would he bought a goddamn excuse my language, he bought a blow-up doll, you know, from an adult store who was in De- Detroit. And he bought a blow-up doll. He went to his adult store. we're like, what are you doing? You're getting a porno movie? Oh, you know, we're thinking he's getting a magazine at an adult store. Like, what are you doing, man? Because we had to hurry up. We were running late anyway. He comes out with a fucking blow-up doll. <laughs> right? And he puts it in the passenger side of a van. We had a van. like five of us in there. And he would roll. When we roll up to a red light, you know, you know, intersection, he's blowing the horn. So anybody around's looking. And there's this doll like this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's got the mouth open, like you know, poor dick. Excuse me, sorry,
1: okay. Um, whatever got- he used to bring yeah. that doll on Monday Night Raw all the time. <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah, have you yeah. run it? Have you run into Dustin and AEW at all? Have you guys talked, Rob?
3: Um, Dustin, yeah, because he's, he's, he's yeah. Still there. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I've known him forever. It was good to see him. He's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you.
5: Are you good with
3: him? Are you good with him? Yeah. And by the way, YouTube Chris said that you're talking about uh, that you had Goldust's first pay-per-view match in 1994 Yeah, in your house. You Remember in the In your,
5: your house. Yeah. Your house? Oh my God! It, it was so. Good.
3: They probably I, practiced in Marty's house and then did it huh? in your house. <laughs> the so I mean, you and Pat Tanaka had down in uh, in in Tampa. And, and we just so, You know, I
5: talked to him earlier. We talked about you a little bit. Um I talked to Pat earlier tonight. A little crazy. We did not know that. You it's know where crazy. he's living? Fucking North Dakota. How's that happen? <laughs> what the fuck? I think it's the last place he can hide. <laughs> I think he owes everybody on the planet
3: more money than uh, I, I, I saw him a couple weeks ago at a convention. And, uh, he was oh, in Minnesota, there. right? Well oh, no. uh, New York no, no, City. No, no, no.
1: Big, event. Big event. Big event. He
3: was yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. He said he's yeah. uh, So we'll see.
1: Have <laughs> you two wrestled each other before?
3: Uh myself and yeah, Pecker. No, Rob Van Dam versus Marty Jannetty. Has that match ever happened? I think no. the only time we've been in the ring is just uh, when we tagged. The one, yeah, man, that one time. The one time. Do you remember it, now, Marty? You never,
5: you, you never remembered it, bro. Well, it didn't happen <laughs> but once, and I don't. I'm not even sure it happened. You, you don't. Know Marty anything.
1: remembers about eighty percent of his matches.
5: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I used know. to remember. I used to remember the spots. One time, I remember Barry Horr was. He came up to me, because I'd get drunk a lot back in my younger days. <laughs> I would get drunk, and I would I always, like, the day of the show, I'm under a table trying to get that last nap, you know, so I have energy for the show. Old Barry Horowitz, been real Barry to tap on the back, you know. He he comes out. Uh, he comes over. He goes, Marty, we got a match. And Barry's a good guy. Barry's, you know, so he comes over. We got a match. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and he goes, you want to go over i said if you want to <laughs> and and so he lied and he said he goes what do you want to do i said whatever you want man just tell me and he goes let me come back and he came back and he gave me this match you know laid, laid it out i mean spot for spot and i said okay i see you in the ring and i went back to sleep he, he 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 tells it so best he said Fuck, I knew he wasn't going to remember a fucking thing. <laughs> he goes, during the match, he had to remind me of the spots. <laughs> As I, I used to be, my memory used to be that good. man. Um, now, I forget who Mizzy is sometimes.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's take a couple more Super Chats here that we got. Yeah, that'd be cool. We got a regular Venus Beach Dub Club. He's always on, uh, interacts with RVD on here. How can we get RVD on the Joe Rogan experience? Tommy Chong could hook up. Oh, that'd be good. (laughs) So.
3: Not the right guy to ask, you know. (laughs) 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 I mean, that'd be cool. I get that request a lot. And I always, I always have, but, and I've had people even tell me like, dude, what, give me a couple, I'm going to get you on, bro. You know, people that, uh, uh, a lot of different people have said that, and it, you know, I let me ask, let me ask you, why, why is Joe? I got so one interesting fact I want to say, though. Um, okay. Give me, give, me, give me, just one second. Um, okay. When okay. I first joined Twitter, uh, we had this project. It was a documentary about the Medical Kush Beach Club the, uh, on Venice Beach. My buddy owned the the okay. the only marijuana dispensary down there. Oh, okay. The Rise and fall of it, really. Tommy Chong is in it. As a matter of fact, oh, that's coincidence, synchronistic. But anyway, uh, anyway, we had this project, and, and we were trying to do like a Kickstarter or something, and wanted to get attention to it. And so that's where my the, my friends that were involved in the movie um, they they had me, they got my phone, and they had me do my first follow on Twitter because I didn't know how to do that at all. Uh, <laughs> You got to follow somebody, and then you message them. They'll message you back. Yeah. And yeah. it was broken. Wow, no way. Yeah, that was my first. Oh, I, I was going
5: to ask, like, why is he so pop- – you like him, Izzy. You said that's the guy that
1: – but like, guy's uh, been busting his ass for a long time from Fear Factor to UFC. He's- oh, he was on that? Okay. He's, uh, he stand he's, up. he's a black belt, right? Master, so- a Judo master, keto master. I mean, he's the real deal. He could have been a fighter if he wanted to. Probably yeah. be – you'd be a great guest on there. He's had Undertaker. I, he's had Kurt Angle. He's had the Rock. Katie? Rob, Rob, talk to Tony Khan. If anybody's got Joe Rogan's number, it's Mister Tony.
3: Okay, Katie. RVD don't look for work. He just goes. <laughs>
1: he
5: just, <laughs> absolutely. You, you know. You know one of the, one of the coolest things that uh, it is like five years ago. Remember, you know, I called you, Rob, and, and told you somebody somebody wanted to get you. Like you want to do the show, to get, and and you said. Marty, I really don't. I give them a ridiculous number. And if they, you know, it's like 25 grand. And if they accept it, I'm like, fuck, now I got to do it. (laughs) But it's so fucking true. When you don't want them, you just throw a fucking number, like, leave me alone, 20 grand. And they say yes.
3: (laughs) Every time, you know, the neon blondes, you know, they are, Marty. The neon blondes, you see them at. There's yeah, a, yeah. It's a guy and a girl. You know who I'm talking about? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, Facade, right? Facade. And I can't remember what, uh, what the. Yeah, the, yeah.
5: the
0: uh, yeah, I know.
2: What
3: oh, about, the green neon and these, yeah. you know, good. He's the all. Does a van, he walks down the ropes and does a van terminator. And anyway, anyway, every time I see him, he tells me that story too that I told him that apparently. No, yeah, like, you did that. Yeah. I mean, so
5: yeah. But it's but it fucking's crazy because it's true. Well, I guess that's that's kind of how I set my
3: standards at one point. You know, <laughs> why not? You know. Another super I have standards, but at that point I didn't think I was gonna work again. You yeah. know, it was a oh, weird, yeah. this was a weird place in life where I was on a spiritual uh yeah.
5: that's where I'm at right about now.
3: <laughs> I, Another, I
5: wonder, I wonder do I really sure never I'm ended. Sure.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> Some
2: Another, more
3: questions to us, dude.
2: Yep. Alexander Fitzgerald. He paid, thanks for the $10. Uh, he said my favorite match of this day was one night stand 2006 against Cena. that build of that pay per view got me back into wrestling again, Rob, who are some of your current wrestlers you'd like to get in the ring with?
1: Yeah. Mm. Great, great question. Yeah.
3: Current wrestlers. Well, uh, I, I would like to wrestle some of the current wrestlers that I've wrestled before like Chris Jericho, maybe Christian. Yeah. I know I'd have kick-ass match with those guys. Um, yeah. I a good mess with anybody anyway, but um oh yeah, of
5: course. Well who do you who do you think like new kid? Like uh you know Steiner's boy, what's the name? Brahm? Yeah. Um who who do you think Rob is, is like yeah, I would like to have a match with him. The new ones right now. You
3: know, I right never – me and Sabu call those fantasy matches, and we don't do fantasy matches. Like, we don't really think about that, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. like Ricochet – I think Ricochet's cool, fun to watch. Yeah, with. he's
5: pretty good, yeah. He he reminds me of you, like when I first saw you, be bouncing all over the goddamn
3: place, like bingity-bangity-boom. Like, and, yeah, uh, Pentagon, uh, Pentagon's brother. Um oh, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, he's always doing some something, you know, that's like – uh outdoes whatever we saw last time, you know, it seems yeah. like he's, yeah, he's extreme. And, uh, in that way. And also that, um, the other guy that does the, the double out onto the table, uh, mass dude, I can't remember his name. Um, oh, guy. anyway, I mean, these guys are, are entertaining, uh, uh, as far as me getting in the ring and uh, wrestling somebody, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Can um, I give 24.
1: you, can I give you three had a lot of
3: matches with Dean Ambrose in the past? You Yo, know. Oh, good. Yes. I,
1: I, in 2024, I'd like to see you have a match with Swerve Strickland, MJF, and give me a match. Is
5: MJF, through. he's he really that good.
1: I, well, I'm not. That's not, not for me to answer. But he's doing pretty good right now. But I think the match with him and RVD could have a lot of storytelling yeah, if doing it correctly.
3: Yeah, I, I I don't know if I've seen a whole match with uh, MJF. I should watch one. But I know, I know that people love him. I know he's committed, and uh, you know he's kayfabe. And uh, in the clips that I've seen, and the crowd reaction and shit, like I know the people fucking love him. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Good. It was over I, I think you would
3: have match of the year if you hooked
1: up with somebody like Malachi Black.
2: I, oh, that'd be good too. Yeah. And I think good styles and
5: with MJF,
1: I think the main
5: reason he's over is because of the first two letters, MJ. And
1: oh, of, like- course,
5: yeah. of course. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> they're
2: thinking of me, bro. <laughs> You're scooping your heat, Marty. He's scooping your heat. Yeah, I'm fucking up, right? <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, who I would think Rob is uh, somebody that wanted a picture with you. Uh, Sammy Guevara would be a good one too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They have so much talent though. Even I mean, let's get him and Brian Danielson in the ring too. Definitely. While we're at it,
3: hey, the oh, yeah. What's he doing now, O'Brien? Yeah, you know, that's never. I don't think. I mean, I've been liking some six mans and eight mans with him and stuff, but I don't think we've. Uh... I don't think you've ever hooked up
1: one on one, right? No. That's that's a pay per view main event anywhere in the world, man. Oh, God.
2: Marty, he's uh, he's actively wrestling still for AEW. He's injured at the moment, but he's yeah. helping a lot with creative in AEW too. Well,
5: yeah, yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen. He works with him. I guess with Sean, you know, I I want to get Rob to do the eyes, but he he told me about that. Like, no, nah, I can't do that anymore. No <laughs> but it was all in fun. It wasn't like you know. Being an asshole, it was just—it was fun, and you did it well. <laughs> Here's another I case. mean, if you didn't do it well, it wouldn't. Kenny Omega
1: also a big name that I'd like oh, to see two. Rob with. I mean, that would. Oh yeah,
3: that one gets brought up quite a yeah, bit. We've too,
1: that too yeah. earlier on a podcast. He's probably I, the closest one to you as far as exciting style. Yeah.
2: Another super chat. This is another one you guys can both ask answer. Uh, RVD saw you live in Canada twice. Once in a house show in New Brunswick. The other was 2003 at No Way Out pay per view in Montreal. What is your opinion of the Canadian crowd? Uh, let's start with you, Rob, obviously.
3: Yeah, I, can, uh, I love the Canada crowd and they're way ahead of us. Um, I don't do that. No, they're not. Yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say as far as their marijuana usage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as far as their acceptance of having it a part of their culture. Like almost always when I'm in Canada, I can plan on getting a lot of gifts handed to me. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it's always been that way since I think the first time that I went to Canada. It's all I was like. Which would have been in 1988. You probably went through that one time. Huh? Muskegon, Mus, what's the name Muskegon.
5: it? Was, well, some, I
3: like Muskegon, but that's in Michigan. Right? Yeah, I would say that's Michigan, yeah. It sounds like that, the name Mishawasa, mm-hmm. something like that. It was, in, it was in Canada, and anyway, that was one of the first places I remember being able to stand out in the open and mm-hmm. smoke without trying to, like, hide, you know, behind the car. Yeah, still coming, you know. And, 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 yeah, I was going to say, you still get paranoid, like, i don't I, I should more than i it's got me in a lot of trouble i don't get paranoid enough, but, back, but i remember that back then in the park it, like the fans were smoking and hey rob here you want to hit it and right in front of everybody <laughs> nobody gave a fuck you wow to only be. we can be like
1: that you're probably like i might have to move here
3: yeah i'm <laughs> i decided to change the laws down here yeah and, and they're doing it
5: in Colorado.
3: Oh, fuck yeah, dude! There's very few states that don't have legal marijuana programs. And so, you know, you know I was thinking, you know, on,
5: on the party with already show, me and you, Rob. I was thinking like we don't have a ton of interaction, like on the road. Uh, the, the one I remember the most is when you called me to the back of the bus and we sit back there and party, and smoke, and laughed. I mean, we laughed. Like a- the double decker bus. Yeah, yeah, remember and um yeah that was like the most fun we just laughed the whole time it was the first time me and you really hung out and then we you know we were like boy you were hanging
3: out i said dude man your zipper remember
5: (laughs) (laughs) called me i was in the front part of the bus you're like bro get your ass Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: because
5: it was boring as until you called me back there it would just be you and like two other guys. I think uh, Chris Masters and somebody else. That was the
3: RVD TV days. I would film shit with my camera, and uh, I still have some of that shit on my YouTube page, actually. But but, but you know, and, and,
5: and I already I had already like you know saw your ECW, and I wow, this dude, man, I like this brother. Um, but, but you know, once you get to meet some of your, I I don't know if heroes is the right word, but some of your people, a lot of times you get disappointed. <laughs> You know, he was like, oh, fuck.
0: That's
5: good. Now, Rob was opposite. He went higher. <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> and you said something. You said, cool people. You, you, you said uh, cool people seem to gravitate to cool sure. people. We,
3: yeah, but we talked about Bret Hart yeah. and we were talking about guys he doesn't get along with. Really. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah wow. we talking
3: about. In, in that fight you got in with Saw Michaels in the hotel room that one time? Yeah, he, he, he can't fight. <laughs> Rob, do you mess with edibles? Uh, yeah. Not very much. Hold on, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right here. I'm just going back here. I just here.
1: To ask so I know what to gift you. I know you're coming to Queens February 10th for uh, ECW Day. Yeah,
3: man. Pre rolls are the best when I'm on I, the road.
1: I'm going to have like a whole box of uh, variety, fruity uh, pre rolls ready for you, man. Oh, yeah. Make sure you're
3: good that day. Yeah, edibles. Unfortunately, they're almost always candy, chocolate, cookies. They're always sugary, and I don't have and I don't eat sugar. And then mm-hmm. um, and besides that, anyway, I really prefer putting it through my clear ass lungs. But uh, what else you got for us, Dom?
2: Yeah, here's a here's a one Chloe uh-huh. has is up in uh, the UK, and so it's she's five hours. Later. She might uh-huh. be at this point. So Black, she's Black, up, Black. then it's stuck. Then it's stuck, right? She said, like, ask RVD, if you hate the cold, would you hate my setup right now? 2.30 a.m. and it's minus 2 degrees.
3: Where's oh. the coldest place
2: you performed, Rob?
3: Oh, my God. Wow, that is a great question. And, yeah. Oh, what was it? Let me hear it. Let me hear And yes, the answer is yes. I, I hate that setup. Yeah. Again, minus 2. That hurts my bones thinking about it. I
2: don't like it either. <laughs>
3: oh I grew up in Michigan as a kid. It was fun to play in the oh, snow. That where, that's where you're from originally? Yeah, and I would slide and snowmobile and all that shit. But um, I, mean, I, I, hated, to I be hate be. to see the snow now. I hope uh, I hope I, hope I don't see it all year long. And every morning I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I can't warm up. It takes me four cups of coffee um, until I start getting a little bit uh, comfortable. And then after a while I'm too hot and then I'm too cold and I'm hot blast the heater on, open up the door, you know, shut the door. Fucking, I hate this time of year. It's too cold outside. You put too much clothes on, and it's hot every time you go inside. <coughs> <sit>. That <coughs> breaks the new system down. The days get shorter and darker and darker. Pretty soon we're going to have a half hour of sunlight each day. Yeah. Not- it's depressing. It's depressing for me. Hey, 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 Robbie,
5: let me tell you something Depression is fuck. Like right now, when I got, you know, this bullshit in a wheelchair, I think I was telling Mizzy this already. I wake up in the morning right around seven o'clock, give or take, you know, 10, 15 minutes, 7 a.m. I go to my front door, open it, open the curtains, and I watch the sunrise. And I sit there and meditate a little bit, you know, eight uh, o'clock, like 12, 13, 14 hours later. Uh huh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I oh, know. Hey, okay. bro, I feel it. Just you you doing that. Oh yeah. And then, then I go to the back door and watch it go down. Watch <laughs> the sun go down at eight o'clock, and it's like I did nothing. I <laughs> got nothing done. Sun came up. Sun went around. Sun went down. And it's gonna happen tomorrow, and the next day, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the week after that. Man, goddamn, <laughs> fuck.
1: That's man. why
5: you gotta start smoking more weed, man. I'm trying to.
3: I mean, I smoke everything I can find in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me let me add. You know, I, I my answer to the coldest place I've I've wrestled is is a, a story that I'll try to tell really quick, um, because I can't remember specifically. Being in the ring, freezing, uh, anywhere that stands out. But I do remember this horrible snowstorm that I was in in '93. It was just the beginning of of '93. I just started with WCW and it was in northern Georgia. And, um, the drive to the show, I think it was in White, I believe was the name of the town. Somewhere by Dalton or Rome. Um, the the, it, the the drive to the venue was a horrible drive with with fine fine um, weather conditions in in the daytime and I don't even think it was snow in the daytime and it was still it was because of the mountains and it was so curvy and then there was you know you'd be like looking over the side of a mountain at death uh, and then you'd be like following uh, somebody and then they'd slam their brake it was just the whole thing it was a really tense drive on the way there in the yeah, day not, perfect yeah, weather. Yeah. No, no. but once we once we got to the, the venue a snowstorm hit oh, and, and it was a huge Fuck. emergency <laughs> fucking historic snowstorm um, I wrestled I was on first or second um, who did I wrestle I believe I wrestled William Regal I think oh, that's yeah. <laughs> This was back in the Hollywood Blondes. This was back in the
2: – Yeah,
3: yeah Two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell. Um, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. So I was at first or second, and I lived in Augusta, I think, at the time, Georgia. So after my match, I left. And it was hard yeah. as – it was the snow – okay, so that little narrow – twisty, windy, mountainous road had no... There was no visibility. I could only see like three feet in front of the car because it was snowing so hard. And and there was barely, barely any tracks to follow. So I'm trying to follow the groove of the tracks, hoping hoping they didn't go off a cliff. And, And I was so tense. Like, I was squeezing the steering wheel so hard, and I'm going like five miles an hour, and it took me like I like seven or eight hours to do a drive that should have been an hour and 45 minutes. And, and imagine but. if a car was coming the other way. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I would was, I was, you yeah, know, I was, oh my God, you know, it was scary. It sucked. <laughs> and and um, the next day, there was uh, a, a show in uh, Clover, North Carolina. And I drove to that, and it was four hours in similar condition, but it wasn't mountainous. This one was highway, but it was still really bad snow. And it was car, cars were fall, sliding off the road. As far as you could see, there was always one. There's one on the right. And then before you pass it, there's one on the left. There's one on the right. Well, cars were all over. And I'm just trying yeah. to. Yeah, not that build your confidence. <laughs> I, got, I got to the building. and uh, there's no cars there. There's no fucking nothing. (laughs) I I went up to the door, and there's a sign taped on the fucking door from the inside that says the show was canceled. Yeah.
5: (laughs) After all that shit. (laughs) After
3: all that, and then I was, of course, upset, even though I was young and green. I was upset because I risked my life getting there. But the reason it was canceled, the other boys didn't make it out of town. They got trapped the night oh, before, yeah. and they stayed trapped for days. It was like a oh, deal. Really? The hotel was like running out of food and everything. It was a, all these guys that were there at the time. um yeah. could tell you their version of the story, but they forgot about me. They didn't even notice that I, <laughs> I was with them, but they got they all got stuck. William Regal and Steve Austin and uh, Brian Pillman. And Steve was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking stuck on the, in that for I think it was three or four days. Oh, well, shit. with Georgia, too,
2: I don't think they have a lot of like snow equipment to like plow the roads that quick, like they would up in Michigan or in Pennsylvania, right. or wherever, you know. So, really, so yeah, it's yeah. we're
5: finally catching up, but you're right. I mean, a sleet, a little bit of snow, and, and the place goes crazy. Shut the schools, shut everything down. Like, goddamn, man. <laughs> Georgia's <laughs> about
1: 50 years behind, still. I was just there. They don't even have street lights, they have garbage bags over stop signs. It's bad. <laughs>
5: Uh, no. By the way, of...
1: I I just Marty's podcast just ended, so I told everybody from there to invade this stream. So we should be oh, cool. getting an invasion right now from the party Marty Nation. Uh-oh. Can you interact
3: uh, with like, uh, We we might. Are we gonna go like from sixty seven to seventy two? Think... First of all, Rob, you got one hundred fifty four people. Yeah, we've got one hundred fifty four right people. that's pretty really good. good. I mean, you I gotta do this fucking drive to LA hey, in the middle of the night because um, we got a trial in the morning, and we'll be able to talk about that hopefully next week. But let's fucking uh, go through some more questions.
2: Right,
5: we'll no, take no, a couple let, me, let me. Let I
3: gotta show you this,
0: Can
5: you? Oh no, not the foot. I'm yeah. The foot. <laughs> oh. Can you see that damn blood out? Where's
3: that? Yeah, All right, girl, Good luck with that. Fucking yeah. It's good. It's bleeding, bleed, but look—the good part. There's no way green. better than last week.
1: That's definitely PG. Yeah, there's right? no green
3: in
5: it. All right, there's just no green in it. Look, look what it looks like underneath. We show up, that. but we can't oh. say
3: the word blood. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I I can't it's a say work. word. It's a word.
1: <laughs> the gimmick. Yeah, I got to <laughs> fix God, Marty. it Marty's got that's his period. All
2: right,
3: better. It's right. feeling right. better. Right.
2: Let's, <laughs> feel better. <laughs> Let's see here. What the fuck All
3: right, motherfucker. Don't tell me. All right. Oh, here's a good one. FM
2: asks, how many takes did it take you, Rob, to kick the keys in the one of a kind music video?
3: <laughs> that's a that's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm, if I remember right, it was just the one take. Really?
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: And and and, and uh, so yeah, I really should have taken the whole video a lot more seriously. Like uh, my main goal, I was just trying to make everybody laugh, being yeah. an asshole because the, cause the audio wasn't going to be used anyway. It's going to be music.
0: Yeah, and it's supposed not. to
3: be coming in and challenging some guy to race car for car. And I don't know how I'm going to get that out without talking. And I'd go mm-hmm. in there and I would just you know be like, um, hey, how do you guys feel about meatloaf? You know, and I, like yeah. And, <laughs> But I, it would have been maybe funny once or twice, but I did that consistently like the whole time. But anyway, at the end, I'm supposed to hit, throw in my keys. I don't even know if I told him I was going to do this, but I threw him up and I did a kick and I, a, a inside crescent kick and I whack and I or you and Name it. So yeah, I kicked the keys and then, but it went and it bounced off of the car and, and that was not cool. Like it was either off the. <laughs> yeah, because these are like my. Uh, what do you call them? You know, nice cars, sports right. cars, all painted
2: Luggery up. luxury car, kind of thing. Yeah, whatever. You, yeah,
3: whatever you call it, like the uh, classic uh, cars where it's like you don't want scratches on them anyway, and the keys went <laughs> off the I mean,
5: car. You don't even want you don't want scratches on ugly ass cars either. <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure it was only a one.
3: Yeah, that's true. I guess pretty uh, sure it was a one take. I don't think I told them that I did it, and they didn't want me to do it again.
5: Oh, you fucked them all. Oh, that's wrong. Go back and tell them.
3: Oh, I know, dude. If we could only go back in a lot, it wouldn't be the first place I would pick to go back, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I could have taken that a lot more seriously. Like, I hope that they were successful with the video or whatever, and, and they maybe in an asshole didn't uh, slow mm-hmm. down. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, I didn't uh, fall short of their dreams uh, having me <laughs> there. Yeah, they, like,
5: a, like I do yeah,
3: That's, mean, what, that's what i was gonna say I about hear anything you say, you know. So it's like that. That's what i was gonna say about you.
5: Like when I finally met you on the bus that time, you know, a lot of times you you know you see somebody you're like cool, like you 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 put them up on a pedestal, right? Then you meet them it's like ah oh, fuck. No, Rob, Rob, you were different, man. You, you came through. It was like yes, hey, exactly. Marty, cool you're different
1: too. too. Fix your camera. We can barely we're see a little. You. We got a. So, right, right. right.
3: Uh, worms hey, of you. hey,
1: Rob, when you went to the WWE, did you try to keep that theme song from uh, Pantera?
3: I did, man. I tried. And uh, I feel bad a little bit for the, the whoever, whoever made my song that they used. When I first came in, there was a song, and I totally didn't even want to pay attention to it, so I didn't give it any <laughs> chance. I went, and I, and I said, what about Walk? Because I thought we own the rights to the remake of it anyway because... Paul paid Kilgore to, um, you know, to, to to do a cover of it. I was in that video.
1: Hey, Paul Hammond actually paid somebody. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> so I thought we had the rights, no problem. You know, we'll just use the that version. If we can't get Pantera's version, you know, but um, Shano. Was talk. I had to talk to Shano, and he was talking like he was uh, into it. Right? Shano, like, Shano man. It right? was like yeah, and it was like all right, you know. Let me. Uh, I'll listen to it this week. You know, whatever. We'll talk about it next week. And then next week, he was like, "Come on, come on out to the truck. I wanna, um, I want show you something, you know." And went out there, and he played one of a kind. He was like, "What do you think?" You know. And it was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, "What happened to what?" Yeah, you know. I, was- like, I really didn't like. Well, one-of-a-kind at first because I just didn't want to give it a chance.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. But, but, but you know, right away I was – It's a good song. It did
1: grow on the fans, and, of course, I'm sure it grew on you.
3: It grew on me because of the reaction to the fans. Um, I mean, that's all part of it. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah, yeah, when, when, I wrestle, when I wrestle now and I'm at some various independent show and the promoter asked me earlier in the day, which song would you rather come out I, to? I always say, look, this is your town, you know the people more because then, then yeah. and then I don't know. And then when I get ready to come out there, if I hear walk, then I'm like sweet. It's like an ACW kind of town. Yeah. You know I think yeah. when I used to hear walk, right? I mean I wanted to just break shit. Like I just,
1: <laughs> I just wanted to break shit. That's how cool that song was.
3: And if it's a uh, breaking if it's one of a kind, then it's like, all right, sweet, it's a WWE crowd, you know, they Proud of my matches, proud of my matches I had there, of course, and and shit. But you know, everyone knows these CW's special to my heart. Hey, Rob,
5: I gotta ask you a question, brother to brother, you know, boy to boy, uh, work wise. Who, who did you, who, who did you like, who sucked that you worked with? <laughs> I don't besides, have, besides odd Rotten, because I, he had to be horrible, but I never know. worked with him. Oh, you know, well, I was just, I was, yeah, I was just putting him down. Now, and I like one of them, uh, one of them was asshole. One of the Rottens was kind of cool. The other one was asshole. Well, I thought so. But, uh, but who did you, kn- who sucked <laughs> did you work with? not
3: uh, mean, not, I- not just
5: DCW, but, you know, in, in your career.
3: Um.
5: Yeah, <laughs> think about it.
1: If he's, he's got worked to think about it, maybe
5: nobody. Well, that's me done. too. We we do good with everybody, but there is one. For me, it was them. Uh, Adam Bomb, remember him? Adam Baum. Oh Clark. my god! And I love him, Brian. Uh, what's his name? Brian Clark. I love. Yeah, I love him to death. But oh my god, we locked up in the ring. It's like oh shit, it's gonna be a crowbar, you know, because he's a big old boy too. And they're like, okay, get come over. To- uh, come, come, come on, uh. and he's like he would get lost and confused yeah. so he, he pushes you around like okay now what he goes I don't know I'm like, the okay, fuck, yeah. huh?
1: <laughs> I gotta ask one question because I've heard you kick like a like a, like a a truck want to over thing, people.
3: trucks don't kick so, yeah, uh, it feels never, like a truck I was gonna say I've never seen that I just wanted to
1: ask is there anyone that's ever been knocked out by one of your kicks maybe by
3: a misstep knocked or out. something Huh? Plenty.
1: Plenty, right?
3: Yeah. Um, uh, Jungle Jim Steele. Uh, oh, damn. I ain't seen her No, oh, so, yeah, with, uh, whenever it happens, uh, Renee Dupree, but when it, whenever it happens, I, I always think that, um, I never know, like, like, how they're gonna react afterwards, you know what I mean? It's kind of awkward, because what if they're... You gonna they're gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so with Jim, um, uh, I kicked Jim, bam, and, and he. And this was this is a, a great story too. I mean, it's this is actually pretty amazing. Like uh, one of those things that <laughs> that uh, you gotta. All right, listen to this. It's me and Sabu <laughs> are at Korakuen Hall in Tokyo. We're wrestling Jungle Jim Steele and uh, Jackie Jackie um, uh, the Falcon, Jackie Fulton. Okay, okay. George, and um, so uh, Jackie and, and 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 Jim both have masks. Jim, Jim Steele is wrestling as the Wolf at this time for All Japan Wrestling. Anyway, boom! Throw him in the corner. He takes it. Face first, and he steps out backwards. And me and Sabu do a double uh, springboard kick, and mine catches him. Bam, and he's out, out. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> I don't, I don't know that he's out yet. You know, I go up to the top rope. <laughs> give another one. I go to the top rope, and I, I, I think I'm gonna hit him with a cross body when he gets up, right? But he don't get up, and, and, he's, and he stays down. And at the can Hall, even though it would hold two thousand people the japanese crowd is peculiar peculiar in such a way that they can all be silent in between action
0: yeah, and yes. that's
3: how it was there so it'd be silent and you could hear jim snoring louder than <laughs> like <laughs> you could hear it all the way up to the top row <laughs> You might you, you have laid that one in, <laughs> right? Right. So, but I'm up there on the top rope, and I'm kind of like in a spot. Now, like, okay, uh, you know, what am I gonna do? And and there is better options right now. In hindsight, but but we'll at the up. time, at the time, I did a uh, frog splash, and um, I, don't Dude, think it was my, nice. I don't think it was my finish yet. But anyway, boom! I hit him with it. He shit his pants. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? We smelled it. Yeah, <laughs> <it>. uh, <laughs> man. Talk about a double receipt. Yeah, and so um I'm I'm trying to I'm thinking I want to get Jackie in here somehow. And you know, how can they make a tag or whatever? And so like I I I, I grabbed Jim's arm. Like I'm (laughs) I'm pulling it towards my corner, but I'm really kind of trying to push him with my foot at the same time. And and Jackie like comes in and pulls and goes back out or whatever, whatever we could do to, to, to get him over there. But eventually we fucking, we get him rolled under the bottom rope to the apron. Jackie Fulton comes in and me and Jackie did some shit, whatever. And then, Sabu decided, because Jim is still snoring really, really loud, Sabu decides that maybe he can't breathe because of his mask. So he goes over, and first off, he pushes him off the apron to the floor, which, you know, was a dead, a dead weight. fucking plop. plop. Oh, no. Yeah. And then wow. Sabu starts trying to pull his mask up. I <laughs> think he's, he's helping him. But all the young boys, the Japanese young boys, they're like, no, oh, that's no. a huge deal. <laughs> You're all over there trying to fight Sabu off. You know, he's trying to push him off and and hold Jim's yeah. mask, and they're they're struggling over there. Uh, and Jim stays out. He stays the fuck out the whole time. You know? <laughs> so um, you know, me, and, we, we finished the match. I go back and I don't want to take my boots off yet, just in case. Like, what if he comes back pissed? I don't want to be having like one boot on, one off in the middle of, you know what I mean? So that's, and that's how I feel every time, which has happened several times. And this time I'm waiting and I'm waiting and he, wow, he's still fucking out. And when when he finally came back, um, he was in a good mood and he was just. (laughs) And uh, he wasn't pissed at all. He just couldn't hold on to any memory. I had to tell him over and over and over, and each time I told him, he would forget. Oh, He'd be right. like, "Wait, wait, now what? What, what right. do now? Right now?" And
5: that sucks, man. That that used to be my strong point, in remembering everything. Like one time, fuck. Now uh, arm drag did it again. What? <laughs> i have
3: lost. No. A, Oh, yeah, man. yeah, but that happened to me one time. I've been knocked out, out twice, out, you out. Your like whole career, only twice. Well, only one of them was in my career. The other one was <laughs> in a, the other one was in a street situation when I was like, oh, you eight, eighteen? I was fighting a dude and I got drunk by everybody and I got a big football kick that I never knew, I never saw it coming, but it caught me under the chin. And anyway, my friend Dango had to tell me over and over, and I kept forgetting. And I'd be like, "Wait, we were going to the mall, right?" He'd go, "Yes, Rob, For that other time, we were going to the mall. We got invited to this party. I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> we were in Kalamazoo." Boom, boom, boom. And then I, and then I would forget it again. So I know, I know what that's like. One of so the funniest?
1: only one time in the Church, career. But that's impressive.
3: Yeah, and that what that was. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I went up. I went up to do the frog splash, and I think it was like my last match, or I was anyway. I was dropping the title either way to Kenny Kingston, and I went up for the frog splash, and I and and I in my mind I said, you know what? I haven't done the fucking uh, one and a half probably like 10 years It's <laughs> probably yeah, been like 10 years i just feel like doing it inspired he's rolling either way so i just went boom and i went to do the fucking 450 for the first time in 10 years and, and take the bump and boom i bounced my fade off my face off the mat and knock oh, the shit. fuck out yeah. So How, that, we so, How long were you out for for that? Good well, um, I don't know if I if, if yeah, if, you don't know. <laughs> you know, you you to come right. too. Like I was out, I was I was out on my feet. So uh, yeah. Kenny picked me up to to do something on his shoulder, some kind of finishing move, and it, it looked like I was way overselling because I was like super <laughs> spaghetti legged, and I was like I was like you know like really trying to trying to balance, and and but I but I was out in Anyway, um, boom, uh, the match ended. Um, what I remember is like, wow, you know, I felt good afterwards. <laughs> I felt good, but I knew that I couldn't remember the match, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, Dixie, yeah. Carter, Dixie Carter came up to me and said, um, "You know how are you feeling, Rob?" And I said, "Oh, I feel great," I said, but I can't remember I can't remember, um, I can't remember uh, any, anything about the match at all. And uh, she said, you you do remember that you just told me that a, uh, a couple minutes ago, right? <laughs> hey, and, and, and Katie, close here ear, where'd she go? Uh, she's about she's she phone right here talking to somebody. She split on She said, yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, Dixie, Dixie you know, this,
5: this, is me, this is just me being, you know, typical old school guy, because I've changed. I'm not like that no more. Change, man. <laughs> hey, I've changed. Did she did she really get with some of the guys?
3: I don't know. No. I wouldn't know. Well, well, so Rob, I you stay, hold look. on. And Rob, plus that's double impressive,
1: ask. though, for you. Double impressive because you only got knocked out once, and you were the one that knocked yourself out. Sorry for interrupting,
3: Mario. <laughs> the yeah. yeah, there's been several times where I get knocked silly, you know. I eat a boot or my head hits the mat. Either way, where... And this is why I've said I've had hundreds of concussions uh, on my documentary.
5: Yeah. We don't always know. Yeah,
3: But it's like, but I mean, they're not, they're all self-fucking-diagnosed. Uh, you know what I mean? Those yeah. are, um, it's just, uh, you know, like if I, if I, if I, if I, if my senses are off, I consider that a, 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 a smaller mild concussion. So I a lot of times, bam! I get hit with a chair, in the match, and either the sound would go out, or sometimes everything yeah. would be low motion, yeah. or, or everything would be spinning. Sometimes yeah. Uh, yeah. double vision. Yeah. That's so that weird. That I, consider weird all thing. Those, I consider all of those concussions, and somebody, because yeah, so we don't really know, you know. know. Our, but yeah, right. We don't know for sure,
0: but yeah. Anyway. And you
3: definitely don't know how long you were out. I remember Joey Morella,
5: especially uh, uh what's his name, big ass boy, uh six foot twelve, uh Kevin Nash. He was he, he was fucking twelve. <laughs> he, <was big. laughs> he gave but he gave me that power bomb thing he was doing. Yeah, so over in England, big big sold-out crowd 20 twenty, thirty thousand, whatever it was. He was just at the time he was still doing diesel. He was going to Diesel, It was Sean's bodyguard, and man, he got he did that thing in the in the place, like ah! I'm like, why? He's a heel. Why else you cheer it, boom, bam, and man, I, the next thing I know, I'm looking up, and Joey Morella, remember him? Yep. Joey M- M- Morella, he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him like, and I'm thinking, why? Why are you looking at me? And he's like, bro, he goes straighten your eyes out. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, you got knocked out, bro. I was like. How long I've been here he goes a while. So you don't even know. I mean, it could be one second or it can be like whatever that was, 10,
3: 15. You don't know. You know you get- I, I, I used to render myself unconscious by holding my breath and doing stupid shit like render? that. What do you mean? Well, I mean, because I never really would consider these knockouts, but I yeah. but I but I was passed out to the point where like, I didn't know how long or where the fuck I was. Here's, here, here's what it was. This is like, ah, uh, 15 years old, maybe. I don't know. Um, they, my neighborhood kids taught me this. And, and I don't know, I'd be surprised if you didn't do this, Marty. But so, like, what, what, what do you bend over? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you get lightheaded, you yeah. You You take a really big, deep breath. And, and yeah. the way that we would do it, we take a deep breath and have our back against the wall. And somebody yeah. would press on the chest. They press, 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 and then when they release it, you go, Yeah, usually kind of like doing a whipping. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. I thought they were faking it, of course. So I said, You got no, I'll do it. Boom. And we got so we were so good at it, we could do it ourselves. (laughs) Like, you know, like just flexing and and, And I used to do that a lot. And sometimes, you know, like, especially so the first lie. few times, it's wake true. up and be like, whoa, like you forget where you're at. You feel like you're in bed or something. Yeah, not yeah. not yeah. lying beside the pool and, on cement, you know. So <laughs> I, I did do that, <laughs> which isn't good for your brain. No hey, did you not. did you ever get into the new brain Rob? No, sir. Not at all? Never tried it. No. Bam bam, bam, bam. It was, it was oh, bam bam said I would like it. And I'm like, you inject it? Um, who, did? Who, said, who did? Bam who Bam
5: Oh, okay. Bam Bam Yeah, God rest him. Yeah, but we used to do it in the shoulders, so like intramuscular. That's where Tammy and Sonny and them got in trouble. They started going in. Well, a lot of, not just them, but a lot of the boys started banging it right into the vein, which which gets you there. Ten seconds quicker. <laughs> Fuck that, <laughs> you know. um But yeah, man, that, I i love the new bane and
2: right here in the shoulder. Yeah. Rob, you, know? you want to hey, do hey, one hey.
3: more question? Yeah, dude. Let's do one more here,
2: mm-hmm. and we'll we'll call it a night here.
3: Okay. Yeah, Marty, I gotta, I gotta fucking drive to L.A. after this. Yeah. Oh, you do. You oh, do. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's on a tight schedule. Either drive and sleep, or sleep and then drive. But either way, I got a court in the morning. This asshole started a fight with me four years ago, and oh, doing that? Been, oh shit! Yeah, this thing's been dragging yeah. on. So hopefully we can wrap it up because this guy. Yeah, let me
5: know. Let me know
3: how you get, uh, that turns out, bro. Yeah, extortion. Fucking obvious is well, gonna that, be that's what you're recording. That's yeah. what is that. He's Obviously trying to get paid. Oh, so what you're saying is, is uh, mama's gonna drive. Well, unfortunately, I'm doing this one by myself. Oh, for real? Oh shit. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I thought I could just catch a flight and I can't even get there in time now. But, wow. okay. but anyway, so that's why we want to make sure we get to everybody that we need to get to. Yep. Okay.
2: This is the last one here. So DT okay. asks, What do you feel? Because uh uh Uh, Savage down down below asked that talked about this. What do you feel is your best match with Jerry
3: Lynn? Well, see, to me, I don't remember them the same as a fan. Like, I don't remember, okay, this one was guilty as charged 98 and this one was (laughs) hardcore having 99. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily know, but, um, I, 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 I see footage sometimes playing of those matches and, it just um, – well, first off, it seemed like it got better and better, more intense, and and also that last match that I did, which was my last match for ACW at the Hammerstein Ballroom, had the Tiger striped outfit on. I'm jacked as fuck. Just got back from Thailand shooting Black Mask 2, and, uh, and I, I've been gone for a little bit from the company, a few shows or whatever, but I was officially – I was already – uh leaving but he but he paid me just to do that show I didn't know what you meant cash cash but anyway um <laughs> he <laughs> but he did and uh he did pay me and and, and so I would hold that up against uh, any of the matches that I've had because since that was the most recent it was probably uh the best but I I liked them all and uh, I was watching some shit about all Japan recently, and uh, there's a lot of. I found a lot of channels recently that I didn't know existed on stuff that, that I watch. Some of it is on First Amendment auditing. Some of it, even on wrestling. And some fans or YouTube channel owners go through a lot of really hard work and put these documentaries together that are actually sometimes like really decent. And uh, so I, I'm I'm glad I stumbled uh, upon. Um, uh, some of those, and I was watching some on All Japan because um, you know I, I used to wrestle with all those guys um, in uh, in the nineties. And Masawa, mostly by Masawa dying, and you know he formed Noah after Giant Baba died. And, it, and a lot of times this gets left out of my resume for some reason when I read it um, from third parties. But from ninety three till ninety nine, All Japan Pro Wrestling was. That was my source of income. That was, you know, I wrestled a lot over there during then. That's where I really learned uh, to put all the shit together and to be stiff as fuck because okay. you had to be, or else uh, they wouldn't react. Yeah. And, you, you, and, it, and it taught me respect for, you know, for what we were doing. You know, Kawada specifically. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but something that this guy said that really stuck out is he said he called it a king of the road. He said in all Japan in the 90s, it was king of the road style. And, he, and I, and I noticed this, even though I was young and green, I noticed we didn't have a lot of characters in all Japan. We had like one guy that painted his face, and that's because he was from Uganda. We had like one guy with a mask that was the Patriot. Uh, and then not very much more than that. We didn't do interviews, promos where we're, where we're hyping up all the matches and getting our lifestyles over and stuff. The show was very much just about the athleticism of the matches. And I knew that. And I've said that myself, lots of times in interviews that I, I like that it was about the action and you developed your relationships with the wrestlers through your matches. Yeah. Uh, but I heard the the way that this other guy put it, and he said that it was the uh, King of the Road style, and he said that meant that each time you wrestled somebody, your match got better and more intense. And yeah. uh, these guys, and these guys, and I'm like, that's 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 exactly what I saw, but yeah. I didn't realize it because I was because I was trying to show Katie. Mm-hmm. The top guys, I mean, top guys like Kabashi, Masawa, Kawada, Tawe, these guys were the main event guys, and, and, and they were doing like choke slams off the apron to the fucking floor. Yeah. I, and they were, I mean, they did cra- they'd be and, and, and I showed her Kabashi, Suplex, and Masawa right on his fucking head. Boom. <laughs> another one. Boom. And I'll say, the style was so much different then. When the, when the top guys wanted to turn it up, they yeah. weren't. Just as hard, and he was like, "Where do we go from here?" I mean,
5: you that shit off the top rope. What now? <laughs> what?
3: You see, that's exactly the style that that that, that I that I like the best, and, and I get it now. I think that me and Jerry was. Because of that, you know, because I because I came up in all Japan. That's why me and Jerry, every time we'd wrestle, we'd develop like I know last time I went for a fucking leg sweep, he jumped it. So this time I'm gonna fake it and then throw it. So I yeah. fake it and then throw it, but but he was ready for that. So this time he but I'm ready for that. And we, would, we would counter and then we would counter because we got to know each other. And I didn't realize that that was like intentionally what All Japan was was all about. And uh, right. to that comment, Marty, the first time I was in Philly at an ECW show, um, and I saw what they were all about, I thought, I thought they can't top that. You know what the fuck can they do? Like yeah. <laughs> this crowd screaming, top of their lungs. Then three weeks later. We're yeah, back in the arena, and then Paul did everything again. But this time, boom, the lights were out. It was such a fucking weird to be in dark. Whoa! And then everyone screaming. <laughs> he did it, and that's what I understood. ECW and Extreme was about was yeah. going so far that what you don't happened, you don't know happened. how far you're going to be able to top it until you do it yeah. and have that perspective from there. Yeah. One up. It was always one up. Getting my passion all fucking going, dude. How
2: about that? We got you up right before we closed. I'm ready to drive to L.A. Right. You got to have to have to go
5: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, man, I, hey, let me know you got there. Let us know you got there
2: yeah quick plug sure. guys what the, what all can we they do to follow you and uh you tune into the podcast everything like that
1: uh yeah just, just search for party with marty podcast on youtube i i dropped the link in your private chat if you want to share it with everybody sure, yeah. and that's pretty much it yeah
3: cool i'll, I'll take the cheap
1: pop too if you want you can follow uh wrestling with savage uh, i'm pretty i'm okay Hey, go, and we, we we do accept hookers and hoes. Oh, my <laughs> God. He does. He does. I don't. Happily married.
5: I'm yeah. Still, well, yeah, you. Boy, you. I'm, yeah. I'm still single. <laughs> Not and I will, go, I will go up to $50 Robert, for certain things. Not
1: for long. And, Rob, you're going to be invited to the wedding, so I hope you can come.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going we're gonna to invite your boy, your co-host, too, Don. All no, right. right. Hey, I love y'all. Good night. Hey, I love y'all. A pleasure, guys. Thank you for
3: no, that. Man. I will talk to uh you Tuesday. Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, Hit oh. uh, yep. well, me up. Don't text me. Let me know you got there,
2: brother. All right. All right. Cool. Cool, guys.
3: You gonna right. you gonna you gonna cut us all off at the same time? You do you just want to close? Yeah, you I'm blocked. No, out so here, Rob, can you? No, that's fine. You can just close us all off. I think. And okay. uh, thanks. Is that fine? You want to plug our shit, or yeah, it? yeah,
0: real quick. Now, Katie's
3: back for the finish.
0: Back. Hey. Back. Hey.
4: Oh,
3: there's Kate. Kate, here, <laughs> Katie. Somebody
2: did ask one question. What is your favorite clothing store?
4: Um, Dolls Kill is my favorite clothing store, damn, and dude, also I love Kim's <laughs> right by, it. by um, Kim Kardashian is my favorite. Oh, damn! Oh, That's okay. right. That's good choices.
2: Right. Well, cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Cool. Well, yeah, if you guys like what you're seeing, tune into Rob's channel here at rvdpod.com. You can catch yeah. shows early, full episodes early, at Premier Streaming Network, and then catch our podcast every Monday. Guess what? What time? At 4 20 p.m.
3: So,
2: we hey. 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 what good. a right. we got here today. Holy shit. Love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> really good stuff. We'll see you next hey. time here. Man, I'm
3: scanning through all these comments real quick so I appreciate all the love. Yes, I appreciate me.
2: everybody tuning in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's
1: that's
0: fucking
3: it. show, Rob yes. Van Dam. Damn. Yes. yes. Whoa, Marty.
0: Marty, look at that arm. Where are we, Rob? Where are
1: we, Marty?
0: I was waiting for some kind of sign, some kind of indication. I was wasting my time. I got myself about the basement. I faked it long enough to say I made it. I was patient, I put up a fight. I kept saying to myself, oh the future is bright.